And here we are, another week for Top 5 for Fighting, and we're talking one about one of our favorite shows. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it! What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. You both know this is completely fucked up, right? Yeah. Of course. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. So I guess we should go ahead and get this train rolling, huh? Choo-choo, bitch. Episode Choo-choo. number 20. 20. 20. You know, what, you know what's special about the number 20? Barry Sanders. It's a prime number. No. So- Deion Sanders was 21. <laughs> I don't know how many weeks I have to say this. Well, only one more. Prime was 21. Yeah, next only, week. Only one more. Next week, your joke will fly. <laughs> it's like a broken watch. Welcome back, sir. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm all right. I melted a little bit today outside. A little bit? I, yeah, a little bit. I got home. I had to wait for my foot to generate, regenerate <laughs> Deadpool style. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my Tiny God. Feet. It's gross. Yeah. It's hot, but you know what? It's never going to snow, so I don't I don't let it bother me. That's a good point. Yep. No, nothing to dig out and come December, right? There are no snowblowers here. Oh, it's so awesome. It's so nice. Thank goodness. How was your fourth? My fourth was incredible. Good. We, uh, I took two days to recover from that epic show that we recorded last week. And uh, I have been working very hard lately to lose weight, so I've been running my ass off and not drinking beer and eating healthy food. Just go outside and tie your shoe. That went out You'll the window. You'll sweat out five pounds right there. That went out the window Saturday and Sunday. It's a holiday, uh, man. Yeah, it, exactly. Just, if you're diets and stuff like that during the holidays, you're, you're kidding yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I imbibed. I ate. I imbibed some more. And if you're one of those super diehards, like, no, I'm going to stick to my diet through a holiday, you're, you're, you're shorting yourself. Yeah, that's just, why you, you diet so that you can enjoy the holiday. Just holidays, enjoy right? the goddamn holiday. Start yeah. your diet back up on Monday like every other American. Yeah, I'm doing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, doing right? pre- I'm doing pretty good uh, so far. But, yeah, man, it just I had, I had a great fourth. Had a great Had a great weekend. As it should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Greatest How about your fourth? How was your fourth? It was awesome. Like uh, like I said, we had uh, my son in town. He was on leave from Fort Hood. He was home for the whole week. We had a ab- we a week sounds like a long time, but when you've got you know all of his buddies and you it's know we not. had friends. I, I say family. We've got very little family here. Uh, Sister in law, niece, and co- you know nephew and stuff. But um, it's you know our we consider all of our friends our family. So in that essence, and I get that from Phil all the time. The family you choose. Well, yeah, we've got a lot of family down here, extended family. Nice. But to try and pack a whole weekend to see everyone, do everything. It's it's tough to do. Uh, we had a great fourth out on the water, uh, courtesy of our adopted mother Bridget, who took us out on her beautiful boat. Um, Is that sp- the person you talked about in the opening? The crazy it's, one. It's Bridget, bitch. No, that no, that that's Brittany. Oh, it's Brittany. We'll get to that. <laughs> Dylan's cracking up right now. That's his favorite intro. But we'll get to that. Nice. Um, yeah, the weather was great. Water was amazing. Um, Played some paintball. That was <laughs> only me. Listen to this. Have you ever played paintball? Of course I have. Okay, so you know that you know they announced. Okay, game's going to start. We're going to head to the field. Everyone, put your mask down. You know we're going to walk out to the field. We're going to walk out to the field, which is what we're doing. 
And on the way out to the field, there are other fields that aren't being used off to the left, off to the right. People are, you know, rattling off a couple shots and making sure their gun's working. What? No big deal. And we're walking in a straight line. Someone shoots me square in the back on the way to the field. Only me. That doesn't happen to anybody else but me. Pop right in the back. And it freaking hurt. Hell yeah, it hurts. Because it, well, it caught me off guard. I mean, you go out there knowing you're going to take shots. You, you know, you you're going to come home with welts as you should that's why we play but um it was just like you've got to be freaking kidding me on accident on purpose yeah the, there was a a youngster in the crowd and i'm i'm assuming that his probably went off on accident or something like that i you know didn't want to freak him out or cause a scene so i just i i took my shot jfk style and just i proceeded <laughs> forth and um <laughs> had a great day had a lot of fun but that reminds me, my cousin came over this weekend and hung out with me, and he's essentially been my best friend my whole life. And um, when we were young, it was always about, you know, what are we going to do? And now it's just like, let's just not do anything because that's, you know, we just want to chill. So we watched The League all weekend. Great show. The episode where they played paintball, and the instructor says, no head, groin, or face shots within 10 feet, and Rothy walks up behind Pete and shoots him right in the back of the head <laughs> from like six inches. <laughs> Crack me up. That, I mean, and this could be an episode on another day, but... As far as TV characters go, Rafi is right up there. Uh, yeah, he is. He, I wanted to put him on my list, but... Jason Manzukis. if you don't know who he is, genius. you need to watch the league. That guy is not not funny in anything that he does. Not Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Parks and Rec? Yeah. When, I, just he's, when he's the cologne oh or the, the, God, the perfume so expert. Um, it's, a great, it's great. But anyway, yeah, paintball was fun, cooking out... Uh, you know, he went up there a few times with all of his buddies. We just we had a very very good long week. Um, of course, then the inevitable trip to the airport on Sunday is always rough. It's always tough to do, but um, we don't even. It's the worst. We have a understanding that we don't even use the G word. It's always see you soon or see you later. So yeah, it was a uh, the see you see you soon at the airport was a little rough, but not so much on me because I get to leave for Texas tomorrow to go deliver his brand new car. Nice. Yeah, so I get to drive his new Chevy Cruze all the way out to Fort Hood and then fly home on Sunday. So Sounds um, like a great chance to listen to some podcasts. Uh, right? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> it's a good chance to listen to a lot of shit because that's a 17-hour drive. So Better man than I am. Well worth it, man. I've done it before. The stuff we do for our kids. For sure. And then, um, yeah, and then I made, speaking of stuff, I had to make my first trip to Key West. I have never been to Key West. Uh, I've lived in Florida my whole life, except for my time in the Marine Corps, and I've never made it down there. Susan has been there. The marketing angel has been there like three, two or three times, Okay, and she loves it. Phil, too, our listener extraordinaire, Phil, and yep, favorite place on earth. We keep trying to figure out how we can get down there, but you know, life always gets in the freaking way. Yep. Oh, in, in my case, I got to check off a few Florida boxes. I've been here, what, 13 years now, a couple things that I've always wanted to do. One of them was Sea Key West. I just happened to got to go do it for work. Nice. So I drive down, drop off, you know, golf carts, some other accessories, tools, supplies, what have you. So I get just in and out one night. I got a hotel. Um, did, did you drop off the golf carts and stuff before you dropped off the heroin and the coke, or <laughs> that that was off the clock? Sir. Okay, off the clock. Gotcha. <laughs> so I go down, stay there overnight, get there, not knowing what to expect. Never been there before. In hearing all these things about Key West now, before I say this in fairness, I was only there for one night. It was not what I expected. Like, I had a great time walking down Duval Street, stopped at a few places. Uh, the hotel gave me a few drink one, buy one, get one coupons, so of course I'm going to use them. Hell yeah. Had a decent time, sent you guys some pictures and some texts, you know, enjoying myself, but I was, 
not impressed with Key West. It's at my all. understanding that Key West is a bit of a dump. It is a yeah ghetto. It's, it's it's an old it's an old town, and it, I, and I think it's actually like a historical thing to where they're not even allowed to do much. Well. The chickens are protected. They are. You can't mess with the chickens, That's and right. there are plenty of chickens. There's which a shitload is, of cats down which there, is ironic. too. Yeah, at the Hemingway house. Yep. It's ironic that you have a bunch of very large chickens roaming the streets mixed with homeless people. Now, that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> 36 herbs and spices, and you're not homeless anymore. I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> you're one snapped bird neck away from being full for the night. Right. But apparently, things go... I just... It's not what I expected. It just—it was not clean. It had kind of a dumpy smell to it. I got to see it. I got out. Had to make another trip after that over towards Miami, and then I got to drive Alligator Alley, which is something I've always wanted to do. Again, another thing that I whole lot of nothing on that don't trip. Don't want to do. Florida ever. is the most boring state to drive through. It's a green piece of paper. It is. It's flat. It's flat, flat as, as shit. shit. Yep. Nothing to see except water and grass. And you saw few, some. You saw some gators, right? At total, probably about eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not many. Saw a few, but check those boxes off. Don't need to go back ever, <laughs> ever, ever. So uh, that was my week. I'm looking forward to going to Key West at, at some point, but you know what? I'm I'm going to go down there with the with the idea that I'm going to see it and I'm going to remember half of it. Now the cool people that I met and <laughs> talked to, Marathon is the place to go. Marathon is a drinking town with a fishing problem, and it's clean. Yep. It's neat. It's nice. Um, everybody that I met, and I met a lot of cool, nice people there. I'm a little social. Susan, yeah, Susan <laughs> said the same thing. Marathon is the marathon place to go. is yeah. the place to go, and I wish I would have gotten to see that. I drove through it. Yeah, <laughs> you have no yeah. choice. It's yeah, a, you, it's a, it's a hundred mile long straight road. Yep, seven but mile seven mile bridge. Not uh, you drove the seven mile bridge right in, in a driving rainstorm. Yes. Oh, good for you. In a good giant you. box truck. Now, when you were driving, it, did you see Arnold in the Harrier? Uh, don't think that scene didn't flick through my mind because I'm like, is this where they really filmed that? It is. And it was, like, that's all that was going through my mind, like, true lies. They also filmed that. They actually used a Harrier from one of the squadrons that was at Cherry Point while I was stationed there. That's v- amazing. VMA 232. So it was, uh, yeah, it was an action-packed week. Cool. <laughs> it was yeah. fun. I um I put some wires together. That's my week. That's Dude. all I did. Dude, that's legendary. Right? Do you have any pictures? Yeah, damn right. <laughs> I got pictures of me laying on the ground. Do you have any snip pics? <laughs> <laughs> snip pics. So, yeah, the... the I really I got to drive through the swamp dick tip of Florida, from Tampa Key West over to Miami back through. So yeah, it, you see you saying that there's a lot of people out there that probably are not familiar with what Florida is. Florida is about four towns, <laughs> maybe five. You got you got Miami, yep, and you got the Tampa Bay area, yep, Orlando, Jacksonville, and Tallahassee, and that's that's what Florida is. Everything else is. It, it's it's no different than Georgia or Alabama. It's small town, um, you know, swamp backwoods, 60s, 50s yep. technologies, little little mom and pop shops. Just because of all that 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 that's why all that crazy shit you hear about happens is because it doesn't. A lot of it doesn't happen in the big cities. No, there's a lot of people in this state, but they're basically in five areas. Right, because there ain't shit else to do anyway. No, so come no. on down, kids. Yeah, even <laughs> Gaines, Florida. Even Gainesville, as big as it is, is not about people that are are here living in Florida because they live here. That is that is a straight up college town. Right, Gainesville. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So when you're driving through Florida, there's a lot of. I hope I don't break down on the side of this road because there ain't no call boxes. Yeah, and you know that was the one thing about Alligator Alley that surprised me the most. This and this will sound like something totally out of an Archer show or episode. <laughs> I'm driving through Alligator Alley. Danger zone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the sides of 
the highway of 75. The only, there's two parts of I-75 that are toll roads, one being Mackinac Bridge up north in Michigan, the great state of Michigan, and Alligator Alley is, is a toll road. You have to mm-hmm. pay to drive it because it'll get you literally straight across the state fast as possible. There's prison fences all along the highway with barbed wire at the top. So I'm thinking instantly, well, there goes the excitement of, you know, being scared of breaking down and being surrounded by ga- gators because it just can't happen now. So what's the point? Because they had too many people <laughs> that would stop on the side of the road because they wanted to see the alligators and they were going out there and they were getting eaten. Funny you should mention that. One thing that I saw on the way home that just totally stood out to me along that, there's that, I mean, the best way to describe it is there's a small river on both sides of I-75. Yeah. Canals. It's literally, it's a giant canal. And there are a few boat launches along the way where people can launch, you know, launch their airboats or whatever, what have you. Someone is loading something in. There is a what looked like a mom and dad at the front of the truck up on the cement doing whatever they're doing. It looked like they were arguing. In the back behind the boat is a toddler knee deep in the water with a life jacket on by himself. I was like, are you? What is happening we, right now? We do our true Florida stories on the second episode of each month, Mike. This but is the this, third. It blew my mind because this kid is wading in wading in gator water, infested waters. Parents are at least twenty five yard, twenty yards away, and I'm like, holy shit! She was pissed because he didn't pack the Twinkies, and he was pissed because she didn't pack the PBR. Well, they, the way the rate they were going, they should have been playing a memorial because that kid. Was not going to be around much longer. Thankfully, I was doing 60, and I didn't get to see what happened. People are fucking mental, man. Morons. So, that recaps our holiday. (laughs) Yeah, I I would say it does. So then, to just jump right into our list of stuff for the week. All right, what do you got for me? Could Disney stop pissing people off? (laughs) I mean, seriously. It's not even, I don't even really, I don't even blame Disney on this, but everyone's aware of it. Little Mermaid is, okay, along with every other goddamn movie in the Disney catalog, they're making a live-action version of, so the Little, Mer- Little Mermaid is up next. They cast a black girl to play Ariel. I don't care. I'm not going to see it. Doesn't bother me in the, whatsoever. The only thing that I'm sick of seeing is movie studios, whatever, going out of their way to recast parts and purposely making them changing the source material. Little Mermaid wasn't black. It was just it was a white mermaid. Yeah. I could care less about what race the mermaid is. Let's just get that out there. So but now you're going to change the main character to a different race for whatever reason. Again, nothing against the actor or actresses and any of this stuff. Here's what I want to see happen. Stop messing with source material. Add new stories. Bring in new characters. Make it their own. Come up with some new shit. Here, and, and here's what I was thinking, because I knew we were going to talk about it, so I tr- wanted to have an intelligent thought on this. Here's what you do. You take The Little Mermaid, time-honored classic, right? My, my daughter watched all those princess movies growing up. She, watched it. she was into all those things. How about you make a sequel? Instead of a sequel animated, the sequel's a live-action movie, and now you bring in this brand-new character that this actress, I don't even know her name, that's her own. That's what she's known for. Not like, oh, that's the girl that got recast and caused everyone to get pissy about it. Why not do that? Why not original material? When I heard about this, I was a little surprised. 
And I wasn't surprised because they cast a black person because I don't give a fuck. I've said I've said it on the show before. Care. I don't care what your what your race, what color. I, none of that. None of that bothers me. I care if you're a good person or not. That's right. all I give a shit about. Yep. The thing that surprised me about it was Disney has built this dynasty, for lack of a better word, and you have uh, when you see Ariel, you know it's Ariel, instantly recognizable. Right. <clears throat> instantly. That's what surprised me. I don't care if they want to make a, a Black Little Mermaid, and the reason I don't care is because every every kid wants to see themselves in their hero. Sure. That's what you want to see. There's not too many boys that Wonder Woman was their hero. Right. Their, their hero was Captain America or a police officer or a fireman because that's what they could see themselves being. I can understand that a, that a young girl who is black, wants to she wants to see a black princess, a 100%. black hero. And awesome because yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally cool with that. What's upsetting me about this is when you look at Disney's track record over the last 90 years, none of the shit that they have is really their own. Let's talk about The Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid was a story by Hans Christian Andersen, I think. I might mess that up. If you ever read the original Little Mermaid, you're going to want to put an ice pick in your ear. Right. It is It is morbid and sad, and you're sure. just like, Who, this is a fucking kid story? Right. No, no shit. Snow White was a ripoff from a kid story. Uh, Robin Hood. Um, I mean, we can go through all these movies where they just kind of took something and, and, and put their own little spin on it. Right. They're making these movies, redoing them just because instead of using ink now, you're using a computer. Sure. I don't. I haven't been interested to see any any. I tell you what, I was sort of interested to see the Jungle Book for two reasons. One, because it was one of my favorites as a kid, and you had Bill Murray in it. Oh, and I'll damn near watch anything with Bill Murray. Blue the Bear. Right. Exactly. I still haven't watched it. John Favreau was associated with it, and he, as far as I'm concerned, he's a movie making genius. I'm telling you right now, watch it. It's fantastic. I've I've heard nothing but, but that that's all they're doing now. They're, I mean, you're 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 not even giving us the good cartoons anymore. You, yeah, you got lucky with Frozen, but I'm gonna steal a line from Deadpool. Do you want to build a snowman, Papa? Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. They stole that shit straight from Rental. And nobody even fucking yeah, notices. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I appreciate that, Mr. Reynolds. But yep. I I what's upsetting me the most about this is the ignorance that's coming from people. I saw one response on, on Facebook this week where somebody had posted a, a Twitter response and it was a group and the woman was, how was I, how am I supposed to explain to my daughter that Ariel is black? And I was like, you dumb twat, just take her out in the street and say, Oh, Hey, look, black people exist. I mean, yeah. wh- where, where the fuck do you live that your, your kid doesn't know who black people are? Take the controller out of your kid's hand and yeah, make them go out Je- and play with kids Jesus around Christ, the neighborhood. Who, I know. Who gives a shit that they're and, and again, here we go. We got petitions online because yep. they're mad that, that Disney has put a, a black person. I don't remember petitions being online when Jamie Foxx did um Annie with a all black cast. I, I don't I don't I don't remember being upset about that. And if you are upset upset about that, don't you care. really need to go sit in a room and lock the door and re examine yourself because yeah, you're a dipshit. And and that's you just you're taking a whole story and you're just showing it from a different perspective, I guess, with a different culture on it. Which I'm f- again, don't care. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm not. I'm not going to watch it. It's just not my thing. But, I'm not going to watch it because basically like, I've boycotted those movies. But but like you said, you've got those. You know, there's other little kids. Again, like you said, you know, there's no. I don't. There was no problem with that movie. I get it because you're telling the same story but in a different way for, you know, a different audience. Whatever, so be it. But when you take characters like, again, and I'm not just going to pick on Disney, because at the time when that horrible Fantastic Four movie came out, 
they totally changed Johnny Storm, mm-hmm. and they made it Michael B. Jordan. And if I remember right, they changed. They're not brother and sister. They were adopted, but like, yeah, totally ruined the whole source material. Yeah. And it Michael was, B. Jordan is a damn good he's actor. Phenomenal. Damn he good is actor. Great Creed. Yeah. I mean, it, he's incredible. He's very talented. He was Killmonger. Yeah. It, it, he was the to me that was the best part of that whole movie. But when you're changing source material just to cater to other minorities, races, whatever it may be. That's what I hate, and it's not that they're doing it. They're doing it for a stupid reason. Give me new material. Come up with your own source material. Create new characters. Do it that way. And then that not only that, those actors and actresses can own that part. That's what they're known for. I would like to see him do something different, but, I mean, again, I'm not going to be upset that they, that they put her in it. I mean, um, I will say this. I love it when something like this creates a controversy, and it makes it gives me all this stuff on the internet that I can laugh about. Oh, absolutely. Because because I think I love that people take this and they make a joke about it. For instance, one of the ones I saw that cracked me up was the original live action Toy Story was Blazing Saddles. <laughs> and they had a picture of Cleavon Little on the horse because that's, right? That it's, is fantastic. And, and that's hysterical. What was the other one I saw? Somebody had the movie poster for Bambi and it had a T Rex as Bambi. Right. That that shit has absolutely cracked me up. And I don't even look at it as they're making fun of the fact that they put a black girl in it. I'm think they're just making a joke and it is absolutely hysterical. Yeah, it's again, I I don't care who they cast for what reason. Just start making new material. Make it would it be a, nice. Make it a sequel, make it a spin-off, do something else and create something totally new that they can totally own. When I say own, I they, I mean movie fans in general. Yeah. This is, you know, Disney. Uh, Disney's trend is starting to concern me a little bit, actually. If you want to get right down to it, Disney World used to be about going and seeing Sleeping Beauty and 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 uh, you know Beauty and the Beast and and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and everything. Mm-hmm. What's the big deal at Disney now? Don't know. Star Wars, Galaxy's yeah. Edge, something you didn't even create, you just bought, and now you right. made this big land. And the next big thing coming is is Marvel, something yep. you bought that you didn't create. So is Disney World going to turn into things that you bought that we go see now, or I mean, is it, will will Mickey and Goofy be there the next time I go there, or is it just Chewy? It's funny because we got a friend of ours, Joe. He's a huge Disney holic. Like it's it's crazy how much that's his deal. Disney's his deal, and he always likes to throw in shots about oh it's Disney, that's Disney, and I'll always say the same thing. No, that's Disney. They were smart enough to write a check on something that's massive. Now they can just ride the coattails of what they bought, and that's exactly what they're doing. I, it's not a, I'm not saying that as a knock. They were smart enough to do it, and now they own it, and now Disney can say, hey, you know, look at our huge catalog of massive Star Wars and Marvel movies. Well, guess what, guys? You were just smart enough to write the check, and so far I've been smart enough to stay the hell out of the way and let them make their stuff so you can put your castle on the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I, Sometimes, I agree. But. You know, and, and the movies that are making money for Disney – are not their animated movies except for Frozen. Frozen was a monster. Okay, I get it. And and you know what? That was one of those things that the little girls they loved. And I I, I got no problem with it. But they're making their movie off of the Pixar stuff. They're making I mean which we talked about a and couple weeks ago. Making their money off all the remakes. All, all the remakes. Lion which is, King is going to be massive. Yeah. Well, they've all been like, massive except for Dumbo. Dumbo's the only one that hasn't been really big. Yeah, that one didn't fly. Well, <laughs> well done. Thank you. Uh, but you know what? They changed the story. The story is significantly right. different in I've that. I've heard. I won't yeah. see it, but yeah. I, I've heard that from a few people. Um, it just, just give me new stuff. It would be nice to see some creativity That's all come I want. out of Disney. Like, I, like Black Panther 2, I can't wait to see Ryan Gosling play the back Black Panther. I'm sure there'll I, be no backlash. There won't be at all. None whatsoever. <laughs> or should we call that Blacklash? 
Blacklash? I don't know. We can call it whatever you want. I don't care. I'm just sick of remakes. And My favorite thing to laugh at is how angry people get over something like that. Yeah. Just don't go see it. Just don't go why, see it. Why are you mad? Done. Yeah, yeah it, ex- exactly. I'm done. I'm Because all, all you're doing is showing how stupid you are. But our job is to point it out. It, well, yes, and we do a very good job of yeah. it. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. I'm okay doing I give that. You, I give you a 9.6 Thank you. rating on jo- job approval. Thank you very Nin- much. 96%. Appreciate it. On, you're welcome. On fresh tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah, because I try to keep things positive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of positive. HIV or, test? No, that was 10 years ago, man. Okay, good. It's all cleared up. I got the magic shot. Thank God. Um, USA Women's Soccer. Yeah. That is, I still, it's, I'm not a soccer fan, but when they play, I'm as we've all, as we all know, especially after the 4th of July episode, you throw that flag on something, I'm going to rally behind it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to root for it till I can't root anymore. But soccer, even soccer is the same way. You know, the U.S. women, they're playing in the World Cup and they're just make fun of soccer all you want. That team is dominant, and they're fun to watch. Those women take no shit from nobody, and nope. it's fun to watch. Um, with one specific one excluded, it's fun to watch that team play, even though it's soccer and it's exciting. And I did. I, I watched the the whole championship game and tried to watch a few games before, caught some of a few of them. It's just exciting to watch. It really was. Well, there's only about one time a year that I watch soccer anyway, and that's the World Cup. And I'll watch the Men's World Cup, too. Yeah. Just because it's, 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 it is essentially the Olympics. Now, to even prove the point, I did not know that the World Cup happens every year. The I, World I, Cup does not happen every year. I th- okay, it doesn't? Every four. Uh, are you sure about yes, that? Yes, it's every four. But they, they have the World Championships every year, but they do not have the World Cup. The okay. Women's World Cup is every four years, and the Men's World Cup is every four years, but they're staggered, just like the winter and the Summer Olympics. Yeah, that's funny. Look who's texting me right now. Phil. Oh, is that Phil? Yeah, settle down, Phil. Trying yeah, to do Jesus, a show here. Man. <laughs> um, I'll send you the pictures later. Really? Um, you know what? I'm I'm I, I I like to back all of our sports teams that we send everywhere. Hundred percent. And I, uh, you know, like you said, you, when you put the flag in front of something, I root for it all the time. I was a little disappointed in the behavior. I don't I don't like taunting. I don't like rubbing it in people's faces. I know that peop there are some people that like it. Um I'm not to a point. I'm not gonna comment on the on the kneeling issue. Uh, it's, it's over and it's done over with. and done with. I'm yep. not I whatever if that's what you want to do, that's fine. You don't to me on a national stage, you don't run the score up thirteen to one in a soccer game. I mean you are a far superior team, but that to me is a little bit kind of over the edge. I'm not mad about it. I don't like scoring the goal and doing something that's disrespectful to the other team, like making the T motion and things like that. Is it funny? It's kind of funny, but I mean, this is this is supposed to be about sportsmanship. That's what the World Cup is supposed to be in the Olympics, right? I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sign a petition, but I, well, yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say, oh, I can't believe that you're white or something stupid. But right. I just I don't know if yeah, I'd I like think to see us conduct ourselves a little bit better. I. Somewhat agree. I think you pick and choose your battles, and I know that playing against England over there, um, th- there's you know some of the stuff that our women hear from the fans and all that other stuff. It's nice to throw a shot back and every back every now and well, then. Well, if you're and being... especially during Fourth of July weekend, <laughs> and you tell 
England ungrateful treat eat a big bastards. Fat, yeah. fat bag? Sure. I mean, if you're being disrespected, then by all means. I, I'm, I'm the type of guy that, you know what, I, I, if you, I, I'm not going to give you shit, but if you give me shit, you better be ready. Because Katie barred oh. the door. I, so if that's the case, 100%. and I don't know enough about that because I was too busy to pay a lot of attention, then so be I've it. I've just seen just, a little thing. Like it, yeah. it's Because it's taken so over-the-top serious over there. It's crazy. It's the, they're nuts over there for for this sport. Oh, it's soccer, crazy. Soccer is the biggest spo- it's sport life over globally. There. It is. So it is nice to kind of twist that knife back at England. Yeah, a little in, bit in a way. And as far as the thirteen to one, I mean, anybody that's ever played organized sports has been on both sides of that coin. Yeah, they have. And they have. The the one constant thing that's always said: you don't want to see thirteen to one. Play some defense. Don't 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 I'm, let, don't. I'm let not going to argue with that because the minute, and you'll hear numerous, I, numerous numerous athletes, professionals say the same thing. The minute you start not playing hard, you're disrespecting the game in general, and I firmly believe that. You don't want to see 13 to one play better. There was a lot of girls on the sideline that could have played more. Right. Is what I was getting at, and but that's neither I'm, neither again, here neither here nor there. Again, won't disagree with you, but you don't want to see that. Play harder. Yeah. Play better. I, I I can't disagree with that. Yeah. And you know what? Apparently, we can't disagree. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we will eventually. <laughs> especially playing on the nationals on a global stage in a major tournament. And you know, yeah. Stop me. Yeah. I, I mean, that is couldn't. that is essentially the Olympics, and yeah. essentially what it is. And uh, they were by far the most dominant team in that tournament. Oh, by, by far. With without a question. And, and of course, it's our team, so it's. It's fun to watch. Yeah. But the one ugly side of this whole women's soccer thing is that we just don't want to talk about but have to acknowledge it is this Rapinoe chick. Air quotes, chick. Yeah. The best the best meme I've seen She's all week. She's a hell of a soccer player, man. I know. And if Colin Kaepernick has a husband, it's probably going to be him. <laughs> Seriously, the best meme I've seen it all was, week was it that It was one. funny, but I wasn't going to say it. it was, I'll, I'll say it. Let, let it fly. The thing that I can't stand anymore with pro sports if you're a pro athlete, okay, let's use Rapinoe for an example. What are you known for? What do you get paid to do? You play soccer. You kick a ball into a net and you run, okay? And you're very good at it. One of the best, whatever. I'm so sick of seeing pro athletes put their own personal agenda above the sport that they play and, in this case, the country they represent. You're an American soccer player playing on a global stage I don't give a rat's ass what your political views are, how much you hate the president, how much whatever it may be, for whatever reason that you have, I'm sick of seeing this in sports. You want to do that and use that platform? Awesome. It's a, it's great. I love seeing that, you know, when athletes have that, they're trying to do good with what the position that they're in. But the minute you start putting yourself and your agenda over the country you play for and the country, the flag that's on your shirt, I got zero respect for you. And honestly, why don't you just go overseas and play for Iraq or someone like that? Because if if you're that dead set against the, what the country stands for right now, namely the president, don't play. Yeah. Go go play somewhere else. I I fully support anybody's ability to uh, stand up and speak out about something that they think's wrong. I have zero problem fully. with it. But this is how I have always felt about it. I was. When I said you should not, we'll, we'll refer to the, we'll refer to her, we'll refer to Colin Kaepernick and all the players that did it in the NFL too. I said you shouldn't be able to do that, and somebody said you should be able to do whatever you want, and I said no, 
you're at work. If your employer tells you to stand, then you have to stand. And if if even if you disagree with it, they are you're you're being paid a salary by them. So that's that would be like you going to McDonald's and working there and let's just say you're a racist. Let's just say that you're a white supremacist. Even worse. You don't get to stand up and say, "Well, my beliefs are I don't serve black people." Even worse. You're fired. Let's put it this way. I'm at work. I go I'm on lunch. I'm in my company shirt. I'm in the company truck and I go to a restaurant and I make a complete douchebag ass of myself. Yeah. In my company stuff. Guarantee someone's going to recognize the company that I work for and they're going to call back and if it's going to get back to them on how I conducted myself representing because I'm a representative of that company in, in that situation. This is no different. Yeah. My, that was always my biggest thing was I understand he's got an issue that he's talking about, but, I mean, you are officially at work. And people are saying the NFL has no right to tell you that you can't kneel. They they, they do. They 100% They do. do because they pay your salary. So if Correct. they don't want you doing that, that it's that because it, it, it turned into a public relations nightmare. The second thing was I understand what they're trying to do and calling, trying to put the media, put the, they're not, they're put, put the attention on what they want the attention on. But it ends up putting the attention on them and – when you kneel and disrespect the flag, to me, you're kneeling and disrespecting the one thing that stands for your ability to protest. Right. And and I I don't. I, to me, at this point, it's just overplayed. It's 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 not it's not like it's new, and it's not like we feel like she's doing anything. Now, when she comes out and says, "I'm not visiting the fucking White House," like a yeah, raving yeah, bitch. Really, really represent represent our team like a pro there. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't care if you don't like the president or not. He's your president. And this all bullshit about how he's not my president. I don't care if you like him or not. He <laughs> guess he, what? He is. He is. And and we don't do politics, but right. it's just a fact. For good reason. And and I'm not gonna sit here and tell you if I do or if I don't like him. I'm not gonna right. say that. I'm just saying that that is a fact. He is. And for you to be angry because who you voted for isn't president. But then act like it's okay to be angry because somebody, or, or it's not okay for somebody else to be angry because they're. It, You're it's, crying because you lost. Yeah. But I'll take it even one step further and to make it, to dumb it down even farther. And again, this is about as political as it'll ever get. No matter who's in the office, you should never be as that big of a douchebag to disrespect, one, the country, two, the office, who's in that spot, that, that's your own view. But that's still the president. This is still the United States. That's who you play for. Respect it. The person that is the president of the United States received a majority of the votes from the people in this country. And the greatest thing, the greatest thing about this country is that you have the right to believe whatever you want to believe. Sure. Even if it's wrong, even if it's not morally acceptable, you still have the right to believe it. You may not be able to practice it because it may be illegal. <laughs> No. For for instance, for instance, and this this might raise some hairs, and I'm not saying that this is okay. I'm just saying that this is a fact. It's it is okay in this country to be racist or sexist. Let's go sexist. It's okay to say women don't deserve to have jobs. What's even crazier? That's your right. Yeah, that's your right. Now you're not allowed to have a company and not hire somebody because they're a woman because that's against the law. Right. But you're allowed to believe that, and that's what to me makes this country. It's stupid to think that way for right. sure. But that's the case. But the people of this country voted for whoever's in that White House, whether you like him or not. And if you don't believe and support that, try a country where it's not like that. And kneel. what do you think would happen to a person that played for 
England. Let's just use England. If a person walked out there and kneeled when the when the when England when God Save the Queen was playing, they're not playing. They wouldn't be on that team anymore. Nope. Absolutely not. They wouldn't stand and for I'm, it. I'm gonna tell you what. There's a lot of people um, in in this country that say shit and do shit that I don't agree with. Sure. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep, listen to this because this is the only time this will ever happen. You'll oh, ever shit. hear this come out Here of my mouth. Goes. Write it down. Here it is. I'm gonna throw out some props to Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, I can't stand her music. I don't think she's a very decent person because she's just, oh, she's crazy. Right. She was supposed to headline a festival that was in um, Saudi Arabia this week. Mm-hmm. Headline. And she said, I'm not going to play that festival now because the way your country treats LB, LBGTQs. Is that I, what it is? I, I can't remember all the letters. I, 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 get, them, I get them confused because I don't say them enough. You know what? Good for her. Sure. Straight up good for her. Something Doing something like that, that's using your voice in a positive way, right? See, and and I love that, and, and I and and I, you know what? I almost want to go download one of her albums just to give her some props. Now, I'm not going to, but I almost want to. Yeah, but it's the thought that's there. <laughs> it's the thought. It's, it's the thought it's, that's yes, there. Yes. It's, I mean, it's. I mean, to wrap up this disgusting topic, but people that burn flags, technically, Man. you are that you are, you have a right to do that. That is so hard for me to talk about. But here's the best. And again, I'll throw it back to a meme I saw. Which was just great. There, there was the top picture was someone doing it, and it says, "You may have the right to burn a flag, but, but don't be surprised." No, it also say, "You also have the right to try and defend yourself when I beat your ass for burning my flag." And it was just this big giant marine looking guy. It, it was just it was just funny. But to pr- to, to to close your point, yes. You have certain rights to do certain stuff, but just don't be a dick doing it while you're representing your I country. Feel, I feel the same way about burning the flag as I do kneeling for the flag. Oh, 100%. That flag, yeah. that, there's, if that's how you feel, then okay, but I don't agree with it, even though it is legally okay. Well, just, I mean, last point, there's a lot of people still living here that said they were going to move out when he got elected. <laughs> Guess yeah. what? It's the greatest country in the world for a reason. Yeah, because and it's only getting better. It's so great, people won't leave even though they hate it. Right. So there you go. True. All right. Having said that, I want to talk about one more thing. Um, uh, something came across Facebook this weekend, and I want you guys to to look this up. This gentleman's name is Simon Childs. He's a 21-year-old father who was homeless, more or less homeless. Um, and he was in, Fay- I, think, I want to say it's Fayetteville, Georgia. So basically what happened was is he was in a McDonald's in a booth sleeping. And a woman took a picture of him complaining, and she posted on Facebook, and then she said, just one more reason for me to leave Fayetteville. Well, she was being, sorry, guys, I'm going to say it, a total cunt. I'll see you next Tuesday? Yeah, total. That's the best. Because you don't, you don't, uh, don't, don't take somebody like that. <laughs> I had it written you down. You had it written down? <laughs> <laughs> Except that was more for rapping that also, would, yeah. Yeah. She, she took this guy, and she shit all over him. And she knew nothing about it. Right. And here's the story. The guy's working two jobs at that McDonald's. He's covering two shifts so he can support his, his child. He's got an yep. infant. It went viral. And when people found out exactly what was going on, this town turned into what this country should be and how it is. He showed up to work. A co- he, he, was, he was heartbroken when he saw that. Because he was like, I can't believe... As if things weren't bad enough. Yeah, think, uh, things aren't bad enough. Right. I can't, can't believe this woman's shitting all over me just because I'm trying to sleep somewhere while I'm, I'm busting my balls trying to take care of my kid. Right. He showed up at McDonald's for one of his shifts. There were 
dozens of packages of diapers, kids' clothes, uh, coupons, money for him to help take care of it. Wow. There was a barber shop gave him a, a free haircut so that he could get a go to better job interviews. There was a restaurant in the town where the two chefs loaned him a car so he could get back and forth to job interviews. People started giving him hotels, started giving him free hotels so he could live in. That is what makes our country so fucking awesome, and that's what people should strive to be. Imagine if this whole country did that. Yes. Imagine, right? Just Just a little bit. Just sit back and think of what would happen if all of these billion-dollar industries started scooping up homeless veterans off the street. Helping. Trying. At least trying. Now, you know what this guy said? This guy said, I don't want anything for free. He said, I want to work for what I get. Yep. But I can't tell you how thankful I am that people are helping me. And you know what? The fact that this guy had two jobs, I, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. I, I, I feel like a lot of, I hate to say this, I, I know that there are people that are homeless that can't control it. But I do, I do feel that there's a lot of people that can. And I think it's just a matter of not wanting to put the effort in that it requires. I know that sounds shitty to say. I'm not, I'm not saying no, that they all deserve I, to be there. I, I, but... Totally agree. Man, paying the bills is fucking hard it's, sometimes, bro. Dude, you and I have both been there. Everybody's been there, and I've, there's been a few times I haven't been far away from that. But. but but this woman wanted to shit all over him instead of walking over to him and said, hey, can I help you? Can I do something? No, she's another reason for me to leave. You know what? You know what? You're right. On, you don't leave. belong there. Yep. Get the fuck out. Go. Leave. Ca- Canada's hiring. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Free health care. And for uh, hockey teams. Oh, right? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, straight up. I know, right? Um, We need to take a break. How does okay. that sound to you? Well, I mean... You got anything else you want to talk I about? I got one more piece of bad news. Well, then let's just let's talk just about it. Let's pile it on. Let's pile it on. Friends is leaving Netflix. Oh, my Jesus. I'm done. I'm out. Podcast it's over. Po- if <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a, another monster show. I know we were talking about this before we started. I've, I've never gone back and rewatched it. I've never felt the urge to, but... I mean, I can sure recognize Friends is a big enough show that it's a big deal, but they're leaving even sooner. They're leaving at the end of this year. And it is going to the NBC app, so it's not like it's gone. It's And that's exactly but it. that's another gut punch for Netflix. So, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Gut, uh, Fr- Friends is one of those shows that actually they talked about it leaving uh, like the last couple years, and I think the public outcry has just been so huge because um, we all know that you know Netflix has to pay per you know per viewing. That's why after three episodes, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here, fucker. I've been here for the last nine hours. Why would I be gone now? God, right? I hate, that. <laughs> I hate that so bad. Um, so I think that that's that's them have like, well, we'll just go ahead and get rid of it. And people are like, no, 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 no. It might come to a point here where Netflix is going to struggle for content, and then maybe they're going to have to put some good movies on there, and it's going to be less shows because a lot of these shows that are monsters are going to be gone because their home, their their home motherships are going to call them home or stop canceling good shit. The Ranch, yeah, don't cancel it. Keep yeah. it. Now you've got a solidified hit that people like and people watch. You're losing all these big re- rerun shows. You're right; they're going to be struggling for content. Does um. Uh, does Swamp Thing come back to Netflix now that they've lost friends? Oh, wait a minute. That's some dude, don't even fucking get me started. I dude. still get one of those a day on my Facebook page, the Swamp Thing, a DC app Every online. Day. Every and you day. know what I type in? Fuck you. I got to the point Every I'm, time. Just, I'm sick of responding. I'm, I've just, I'm, I've. <laughs> well, it only takes 13 seconds to type fuck you. So. I've exhausted it. Yeah, but I don't stop there. I, 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 I go know. on a full blown tear. I know. And it's, but I'm it's just fun. too busy to type anything longer because I see it. I'll have like 10 minutes where I'm just waiting on something at work and I'll be like, <laughs> oh, what happened? Oh, like here, DC. Fuck you. All right. I need to go back to that. <laughs> That's funny. All um, right. 
Let's do our break. You want to go on break on a happy note? I do want. Well, I I just want to go on break. No, I'm kidding. What's up? <laughs> hey, Greg. Hey, Mike. You know how fat my mom is? How fat your mom, Mike? She goes to the beach and sells shade. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Mike and I hope that you enjoy listening to our podcast as much as we enjoy making it. But production takes time and resources. If you like what we're doing here at Top 5 for Fighting, we'd really appreciate your support. How can you support us? Well, you can sign up to support us financially through Patreon. Choose a support level, and you can receive great benefits like bonus content that we are currently producing. Purchase some sweet Top 5 for Fighting merchandise from our online store, which is now live. To access either of these options, visit our website, www.top5forfighting.com. And also, please don't forget to spread the word about our podcast. Tell your friends about us. Share our content and our podcast links via any of our social media accounts at Top 5 for Fighting. That's Top, the number 5, for fighting on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And finally, if you haven't done it already, and shame on you, leave a review on our show pages on Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, or Stitcher. We greatly appreciate your support. Okay, we're back. Much better. Much better. Rejuvenated, refilled. Yeah, for sure. Ready to have some fun. Yeah. Instead of all that unsuspecting, depressing shit. Yeah, I, you know what? And I hope I hope we don't anger anybody when we talk about stuff like that because we're trying not to be angry or, or, or mean in those situations. It's just, you know, we're 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 here to we we agree we agree and understand. We just don't. We're not trying to shit on people. We're just, it's just our opinions. Right. Um, and you know what? I've been wrong most of my life. So. If you disagree oh, with me, sh- listen, I-, I love having conversations with people. Yep. Um, the, but the problem is a lot of people these days don't know how to have a conversation. A lot of people can't because it, because they they don't use facts and logic. They use their heart. Yeah. Um, and um, I have a friend, uh, Douglas. I hope you still listen. Um, I don't like to talk to you anymore because all you do is prove me wrong. <laughs> what a dick, Douglas. Right? That's, that's just a crazy thing to do. Dick move, Douglas. So um, I got a game. Bring it. I got a game. Is We're it gonna, soccer? It, no, it's not soccer. All right, cool. No, no, no free kicks today. Um, this is going to be a quick one. It's not as hard as the Pixar one last year, but it's just. Thank God. This is just that was a tough one. This is just a fun one, and um, the reason it's fun is because this is a lot of movies that we talk about a lot, and we're gonna use we're gonna use your favorite website in the world again, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it's not Backdoor Babes. No, it's not Backdoor Babes. Backdoor right. Babes is, did not make Rotten Tomatoes. Well, they weren't watching. They weren't watching properly. <laughs> so. What I did was I pulled up a website that had the top grossing movie uh, in the domestic box office for basically ever, since like the 20s. Okay. And I picked um, movies that I thought were iconic movies, and I was going to have kind of a a one-off okay. against each other, and you were going to tell me which one got a higher score on Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm, right? I'm feeling more confident now. Yeah, this one isn't super hard. Although, I was surprised at some of the numbers because That's I didn't... <laughs> I didn't look up the scores when I picked the movies. Okay. Okay. So, uh, for instance, the first, the first, uh, the first battle is 1984. The number one movie in America for the year was Ghostbusters. Okay. And um, uh, on a previous episode, I said something about ET not being the biggest movie that year. I was super wrong. Dead it, wrong. It, yeah, I was way. The corrections way, department was, let you know. Cor- the corrections department let me know about two hours ago when I was putting this game together. Nice job, guys. Okay, so it it is up against. 1998's Saving Private Ryan. Oh, shit. Right? This is a hard one. So yeah. which one, let's start, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you which one you think won, and I'm going to ask you to tell me what the two scores were. Which one had a higher score there? I'm going to say Saving Private Ryan. 
Okay, what do you think Saving Prime Ryan had? As far as Rotten Tomato, Rotten score? Tomato score, yeah. Of uh, Rotten Tomatoes being kind of dumb, <laughs> I'm gonna say 89. Okay, and Ghostbusters? I'll say 82. All right, Ghostbusters had a higher score, 97. What? Saving Private Ryan had a 93. <sighs> okay. This see, this is how I look at I it. I think this, it should be justifiably flipped. I can't. Be, I can't argue be, that because of what those movies were. Beca- yes, I can't. And, and and both of those movies were groundbreaking, because Ghostbusters had never been seen or done before. Super important was, movies for different reasons. Yes, yes. Yeah. But this is how I kind of look at it. I looked at it like when I was in school. I didn't care what my A was as long as I got an A. Sure. So if I'm in the 90s, I'm going to go with the critic score all day long, right? I, because, I, listen. Because you know what? I loved Endgame, but the, I could complain about it for three hours. Because the GPA is not on the diploma. That's correct, <laughs> right? So the fact that these both were in the 90s, I'll, I'll, I'll abide by that. Okay. I'll abide by that, right? But Fair. I was surprised that Ghostbusters was that high. But I will say that the score should be flipped. And I cannot argue with you. Of course you can't. This one's going to piss you off. Great. 2002. Spider-Man. Okay. 2014 American Sniper. Oh, dude, I can we can I pass. Why? Pass because I know what's going to happen. Spider-Man's going to be higher and it's complete shit if it was. <laughs> the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, you didn't like the first uh, Spider-Man? No, I can't stand Tobey Maguire. You know why? Cuz Spider-Man wasn't a whiny little pussy. Well, that was the teenage that was coming out because of the 90s, but regardless, whiny little bitch. Whiny little bitch. Tobey Maguire. I I kind of no. I kind of didn't like what they did there, but I also understood because that's what was popular. We're going to do it anyway because I took the time to write right. it down, you okay. fuck. All right. Spider- what, do, what do you think? Which one's higher? A Spider-Man. That's correct. What do you uh, think yeah, Spider-Man got? Is. What do you think Spider-Man got? 93. Spider-Man got a 90. Okay, close. What do you think American Sniper got? And Eight. I totally disagree with this. 87. 72. See, and that's why Rotten Tomatoes is garbage. I don't understand how you watch that movie and give it a 72. If, you know why? Because you're part of the Taliban. That's <laughs> you're why. a fucking communist. Yeah. <laughs> you know who else gave it the sad score? The Taliban did. Now, this one, this one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy for, right. for two reasons. Go. 2007, Spider-Man 3. <laughs> now, get this. Guys, I didn't just pick movies. I picked the biggest movie of that year. Oh, fair, hey. Good strategy. 2007, Spider-Man 3. Okay. 1999, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh. Right? Um, Let's hope these two crash on the, on the way to the game. <laughs> honestly, I will say this. I have grown more affectionate to the prequels over the past 15 years. I've let the hate simmer. I'm okay with them. And to this day, I will still firmly defend, and I, again, I'll even bring my son into this. Those are his favorite movies. And he says for the same reason every single time. And I, Dylan's probably listening, and he's probably thinking the same thing. Lightsabers. Where have the lightsabers gone? There's no more Jedi anymore. Mm-hmm. There, there's no lightsaber. When you think of Star Wars, you think Luke Skywalker, and you think um, oh. the Force, and you think lightsabers. To quote the, to quote the great Snoop Dogg, faux show. That's, that's 100%. Faux shizzle. Now, you know how I am about movies. And, and anybody listening knows how I am about movies, okay? And I'm, I'm, very, I'm very hard on movies because I feel like if you're going to do something, you should always do your best. You said hard on. I am a hard on. <laughs> no time for that you now. Got to go. Okay, got to go. Okay. I can watch the prequels, and I'm okay with them, okay? I accept them. But there's two things about the prequels that I do not like. The Phantom Menace 
is one that I can do without. Um, it, it's okay. I mean, it has its place. Attack of the Clones, you will not see any more lightsabers in one movie than you do in that movie, which is phenomenal. I thought the Attack of the Clones was fun to watch. Ag- agreed. All I, that and, shit at the end. And, and that's what I'm saying. I totally agree. And then Revenge of the Sith, that fight between Anakin and, and Obi-Wan is still the best lightsaber fight in the in the movies. Well, the, the Revenge of the Sith has one of the things, the biggest things to me, Two, two of the thing, the two things that really upset me about the prequels is why did you allow R two D two to do all that stuff in the prequels, but we knew he couldn't do it in the sequels. You're sandbagging, man. He doesn't want the attention, right? I guess, but I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like you got to stay. You, I mean, I, you know, you see where I'm going with that. I totally agree. The second one is Hayden George Christensen. Lucas, George Lucas was out of his mind. He was. The second one's Hayden Christensen. He he's takes, fucking awful. He, he pulls me out of the movie. He's so bad. But again. Revenge of the Sith, when he turns, he's, he's incredible. Better. He's better I, in Revenge of the Sith. I think he is great yes. during that final turn. The Revenge of the Sith, to me, the best thing about that movie Sand. was the score. Sand. The music was just... Duel of the Fates? Uh, just, yes, just phenomenal. In the, the, music when he's, the music when he's going through the Jedi Academy and he's killing everybody, as it's dark. It gives me chills. It gives me chills. Yep. But those are the two things that I hated. Okay, so, okay, so pi- back, spi- back to the game. Sorry. Spider-Man 3 and The Phantom Menace. Which one had a higher score? I'm going to say Spider-Man 3 did. You are correct. Of course I am. Now, what do you think that score is? Spider-Man 3 probably <laughs> undeservedly received a 95. Not even fucking close. What do you think Phantom Menace got? Uh, I would say 82. Biggest movie of the year, folks. Spider-Man 3 with a 63%. It's, I mean, apparently in this case, they knew better than we did. And The Phantom Menace, a 54. Ouch. 54. Yeah. Biggest movie of the year. I mean, I can't even poo-poo that because we... Yeah, okay. Now, this one blew my mind. 1990, Home Alone. Okay. And 1986, you sent me a picture of, of it last night, Top Gun. <laughs> For the record, folks, he sent me a picture of Val Kilmer at his absolute gayest playing basketball uh, volleyball. Don't you dare badmouth Iceman! <laughs> Come on, that's a pretty homoerotic scene, dude. It's fucking Iceman. I you got don't hard mess with him. I got hard. And you want to play volleyball? Fuck nay. I did. <laughs> it just you look back at that scene now. You're like, ooh, Oof, ooh I, it, yeah. And and you know what? I owned that soundtrack, and I know it all by heart. Play and the crap I've out seen of it. that movie five thousand times because my mother was nuts about Tom Cruise. That, that just watching down, you're to like this that day, scene does not hold up to this day. If I play beach volleyball, I have to listen to Kenny Loggins because I'm playing with the boys. <laughs> and Nick, Nick, if he's listening, he knows 100 percent that that is not a lie because at our end of year school parties, there was beach volleyball, and we would bring a speaker and we would play the Top Gun soundtrack while playing beach Absolute, volleyball. That's awesome. That's awesome. That was a great soundtrack, man. Cheap Trick, Kenny Loggins, uh, and Kenny Loggins, Ken, and, and Kenny, Kenny Loggins, Loggins, and Kenny in Berlin. Where, where would yeah right? Where would Kenny Loggins be without movies? The uh, same place Survivor would be, right? Key West, probably. Key West. <laughs> Chasing chickens. All right. 1990, Home Alone. 1986, Top Gun. Oh, I'm going to say it, it better be Top Gun. No. It's bullshit. Give me Top Gun's rating. Protest. 78. Give me Home Alone's rating. 83. <laughs> Home Alone, 65. What? Top Gun, 55. Eat it. The biggest movies of the year. Now, when duh. Ghostbusters... <laughs> Eat a dick, Jungle. I couldn't even say it. When Ghostbusters came out, it was it became the biggest 
grossing the largest grossing comedy of all time in right. 1984. And that stood Quickly, until... Quickly, if I remember right. Yeah, fast. Quickly. And that stood until Home Alone came out, and it became the number one comedy of all time. A sixty-five. They gave it a sixty-five. I'm sorry. I, I know that. I know that. I know that Home Alone is well. This is just critics. This is. But see, that's the thing. This isn't just Rotten Tomatoes. These are critics. If right. you guys look at Rotten Tomatoes, they're critics that work for everybody, and they critics. just yeah, right. Yeah. If you if you can't do teach, um, <laughs> <laughs> the I look Home Alone. Home Alone's ridiculous. It's it is utterly ridiculous. But that movie Those is a guys fucking should have hoot. been dead four times. Yeah. This, that movie is a hoot. It and is. there's nothing wrong with the movie. Nope. Like I I'm I believe it when he steps on the nail and it hurts. The paint buckets? Right? Uh, what that up, would, CTE? God damn, that would hurt. Right? Oh my lord. The torch on the head? Yeah. Come on. But every holiday it's on and every holiday I, we watch and it. And I watch it, absolutely. When I say holiday, I mean Christmas. Christmas, yeah. yeah there you go. So here's one I did special for you, buddy. Oh. Now, for all of you out there in TV land, Mike has told us multiple times about, and he said it on the podcast once, what started it for him was sitting in the theater, mm-hmm. watching Indiana Jones, running down the hall. Take that the idol boulder, off the pedestal. Taking that idol up. Yep. And Mike has also told us multiple times on this, on this podcast about how it ends and begins with Endgame. So 1981, Raiders of the Lost Ark. 2019, the largest grossing movie of all time. The Avengers Endgame. Which one had a higher score? Well, man, that's this is fucking tough. I did this for you. Which one do you like more, your your son or your daughter? It's oh that, my that, son. This one's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, but that was. I'm gonna have to say what got a higher score was. Raiders of the Lost Ark, simply because of the critics' hate for comic book movies. So I'll say Raiders had the higher score. That's correct. I'm pretty smart sometimes. What's most of the time? You make me look stupid. What did Raiders get? Um, I'm gonna say a stout 86. What about in game? 80. This will restore your faith in Rotten Tomatoes. Raiders of the Lost Ark, 95. Okay, all is well. Avengers Endgame, 94. Okay, so the snap worked. The snap did work. Balance has been restored. Balance has been restored. Okay. I feel better. I think <laughs> it's funny, though, that you look at some of these, and these, and I, and I tried to just, except for the last one, I tried to go like opposite ends of the spectrum. As you notice, Ghostbusters saving Private Ryan, Spider-Man American Sniper, Spider-Man 3 and Phantom Menace are kind of the same thing. Home Alone, Top Gun. Completely different movies that were the largest grossing movie the year they came out. And opposite ends of the spectrum, and still the scores were all kind of kind of relative. I was really surprised at American Sniper's score. I thought I thought it's much it's much better than a 72. It's no, I, I I read the book and the movie walks away from the book a little bit. They they did movies they did Hollywood do, they did Hollywood it up, which right. Clint Eastwood is known to do. Um but I still didn't have a problem with what they did in the movie, and um, I was really surprised at the seventy-two. Top Gun with a fifty-five. Uh, Top Gun's cheesy as shit, but it was still a good Piss movie. Off. Yeah, it was still a good movie. I, I, I was inverted. <laughs> Foreign, ballistic. Foreign Went ballistic with the general's daughter. <laughs> you know how old I was before I realized what the line when he said the line. Remember the, the general's daughter's name? Uh, Penny Benjamin. There you go. Nice I, job. Yeah, right. <laughs> I need I need to do something with my brain cells. The part that it took me forever. I was because I was. Uh, let's see. That came out in '86. Uh, I was 15. 
I had no idea what he meant when whose ass did you have to kiss to get in here? And he said the list is long, long distinguished. distinguished. Like and, Mike he, Johnson? and he says, So's my Johnson. I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. I know yeah. what Johnson meant. I, know what that meant. I grew up in the South. Was that his uncle? It was ta- you said Tallywhacker. That was well, what you were supposed to say. Well, if it was in the South, it could have been his uncle. It could have been well, it probably was his uncle. Oh, hey, yo. That's okay. what she said. That's right. Anything else you want to talk about before we get down to the meat of the show? Let's just get to it. Let's just get to it. All right. So Mike has been begging me, like hands and knees, I'll wash your car, I'll clean your dishes. He has wanted to do office-related material from since we started From the date that this. we started this From thing, the date we I started I knew this. I wanted to. And then he looks at me and he goes, no, we can't do that yet. We can't. We can't. We'll waste it. Save we'll, it. Let's yep. do office episode. No, no, nah, let's save it. I wanted well, to wait till we were a little more experienced. We knew kind of what we're doing. I agree. We still don't know, but we fake it. Here's the beauty, though. There's nine seasons of The Office. This is something that we can come back to multiple times for multiple different reasons. For reasons, as a top correct. Five list. Yes. There's, now... Go ahead. You go, because no, I know no, how I know how much no, you love this you show. Go. No, you go. Oh no, I go. You go. Screw yourself. Okay. All right. The Office to me is was a groundbreaking show. It was it was so many different things when it came out. It was the first mockumentary that they did. Um, it was the first time that to me you had a cast of characters this big that were legitimately all relevant, as relevant. Once you got past Michael Scott. I mean, just the the number of Stanley, um, Pam, Jim, Dwight, Creed. Um, I forget a lot of the names. Daryl. Daryl. Um, uh, what's the f- Phyllis? Toby. Uh, uh, Vance, to- Vance refrigeration. Vance uh, the 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 temp. I mean, you had so many people, and then Ryan. you brought then you brought in the Nard Dog, and you brought in this this show was legitimately a cast of just brilliance, and and even. The the only character I never liked and still was so Don't impressed say with the way he played. Who do you think I'm going to say? Robert California. No, like oh, Ro- I love okay. Robert California. Okay. The tall guy that's in the league a little bit, and he was, uh, and I didn't even watch the episodes. He was like the HR guy that took over. He was the the one that was always like he dated uh, Kelly for a while. Not Kelly. Uh, who who to Andy? The the receptionist that took over for Pam. Aaron. He dated Aaron for a while, remember? And he was the one... You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. He was such a fucking goober. He was from Sabre. Yes, from Sabre. But yet, the part was played perfectly. 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 He plays that same type of character in Silicon Valley. It's, he plays the same character in the, very, in the league. It's very, very similar character, but he has that look. Yeah. it's He's just that big, tall, nerdy, shy, didn't like want to piss anybody off. Didn't like him, hated him in the show, but it was per- it was perfect. Yep. The, sh- the the office, I like to compare The Office and Parks and Rec because they were out at the same time. They're the same style of show. Same and, creators. And, yes, and the was same sub- creators. And I don't know if you knew this, but... Supposed to be a spinoff for The Office. It was supposed to be a spinoff with Karen, yes. but they dished it at the last minute. So the part that I thought, that I never realized, and this is where the marketing angel came in, and she's so much more brilliant than me. She said, The Office and Parks and Rec are the same show, but here's the difference. The Office's insanity is limited to just Dunder Mifflin, Whereas Parks and Rec, the insanity is the entire town. They went like on a global scale. But here's the other difference: in Parks and Rec, never acknowledged a documentary. Yeah, there was never a payoff with a doc, which is good. It, yeah. it's not a knock in any way. That it followed that same style, the mockumentary stuff, but it was never acknowledged. It was never talked about, brought up, or or nothing. Which honestly is kind of cool. Because it was different. I agree. I, I 100%. The writing for The Office, to me, is what made the show. The characters were great, 
but just the shit that everybody I feel like I feel like when you watch the show everybody has one line in each show that you're just like oh that's bright that's bright. it's hysterical and and I I do not know the office like you do and this right. is the reason why we had this talk earlier my go to when I'm in the office and I have something going on is friends and the reason is is because I've probably seen it I'll bet you I've seen it 50 times each through because I went four or five years where I had no cable or whatnot, and I just watched it. My son was growing up. He watched it. We watched it all the time. And when I need to watch something that I don't have any focus in, I just kind of catch it, you know, like I'm doing some invoices or I'm working on paperwork or quotes. It's just in the background. The office, to me, draws me in, and I have to watch it. Phil, and- stop texting me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and here's the other thing about The Office. The Office was so brilliant, it was hard to watch because it made me uncomfortable. Really? Episodes that you watch. When, okay, just pulling out of my we'll, ass right now. We'll, we'll get to it. We, but we, you're watching yes. somebody do something, and you're like, you're cringing. You're cringing because, oh, my, oh my God, he's not going it's, to. It's, I, I laugh, and I love watching it when I watch it, but I never pick it because I always go, oh, shit, I need to fast forward through that or something just because... I love it. Only, it's brilliant. Only, I mean, I was going to save this for later, but it's really quick and short, so we'll, we'll get to it. There's only two episodes for me that are, like you said, uncomfortable and cringeworthy, and that's Scott's Tots. Oh, my God. That he, one's so where, hard. Where he, he can't buy the, the promised education for the kids to go to college. Yeah. But he passes out the batteries instead for laptops. <laughs> and two, the dinner party, where they're actually having a fight in, in front of Jim and Pam and stuff. Like, those two, ep- they're still good episodes, but they're like uncomfortable because you're like watching two best friends fight and it's like yeah that the dinner party is a is a tough one the dinner party is a tough one but um so what we did this week was our top five and which one do you want to do first let's do openings first not just top five we had two separate categories yep top five episodes and of course if you're listening you're an office fan and the top five openings to the show the top five cold openings which did not start until season three two sorry Season two. Yeah, season two. First season. I was going to say, I know I've got one here from first, season two. First season didn't have any. It was only six episodes. But right. when they started that cold opening of the show, to me it was brilliant. Because it was, you. then at that point, and here's the other funny thing about The Office, just to expand on what you said. I didn't watch it when it was on TV. I did. I didn't know, I didn't really know much about it. I, I had it friends was, that watched it. It was part of must-see TV on Thursday nights. But at the same time, after... Just like Parks and Rec, somebody, like, dude, how how could you, me, have never have seen this show with the sarcasm, Jim, the level of sarcasm on this show? And then I started watching it, and I felt so dumb for never watching it because of how good this show is and how good the writing and the jokes and the quick one-liners, which that's my favorite. Like, oh, for sure, quick one-liners that people catch like 30 seconds later like you do all the time and they're like jesus christ i can't believe you said that i watched this show uh pretty much from the get-go because nbc had must-see tv on thursday nights for like what 25 years long it's a long God, time it, all the different shows between from from way back to as you far know, as i can remember Cheers and all those was, exactly yes. and this was a part of that and i can't remember what the first show was but this was on it was parks and rec and then this and Frasier. then it was it was Fra- Frazier was was part of this yep. too so um, I watched it. I stopped watching it on TV midway through season eight-ish. And it wasn't that I didn't like it. It was just that it came to a point where I was so busy. Right. 
that I I had kind of I'm kind of then where I am now. I don't watch much TV live. I'll oh, DVR I, it. I don't any like I'm I'm like yeah. five behind, episodes behind on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine because I just watch it on Hulu now, right? Sure. And I know that that's bad because a lot of shows are not getting the ratings that they need. But regardless, but yeah, watching this show, I, I watched it on TV and and I loved it. It's for one, we're so busy nowadays. You know, it's just it's just the way it is. Streaming has taken over. I I'm glad now that I didn't watch it then. Because it would have drove me nuts waiting a week. It had been like The Walking Dead, right? Very good, exactly. Um, I grew up with Cheers. Cheers was my all-time favorite, but Office is now my number one all-time favorite show. And honestly, I think The Office is the best show in TV history. Um, just over Cheers and you know shows like Mash, which that's that's hard to argue. I I can't say it's not. I would say I would probably lean. Like I said, just because I've seen it so many times, Friends. But um, also Parks and Rec, because I've seen it so many times. You want to know how I know you're gay? Because you I rewatch Friends all the time. Because I watch Friends all the time. Yeah. I just saw Forty Year Old Virgin yeah. the other day. You know, <laughs> that's my favorite scene in that whole movie. Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd just going back. And you want to know how I know you're gay? Yeah. You listen to Coldplay. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> that's that's a great movie. That's just what made. And of course, Steve Carell was in that movie. The thing about The Office to me is I loved the way that they talk to each other and I love the way that they shit on each other and then I love the way that they're there for each other. Um it's always it's almost it's almost like everybody in that office is our brothers and sisters. And it's like I can shit on you all I want, but oh my shit oh shit, you need me, I am here for you. Knowing and I way like too that. much about this show, um a lot of the writing on this show came from the actors on the show. B.J. Novak, who plays Ryan, was well, he, was a, he was a writers. producer from the beginning. Writer. One, of, one of the main writers was Moe's, and he did yep. not like playing Moe's, but it was so funny and so well-received that he just like, shit, Min- Mindy Kaling. Do it. Mindy Kaling did a lot Mindy, of writing. Uh, Steve Carell wrote several episodes. John Krasinski. All of them cons- contributed to the writing on this show, and it's brilliant, and it's awesome, and we're going to get to it. I heard the only person that didn't contribute to the writing uh, on this show, but he got caught stealing from craft services a lot, was Creed. So, <laughs> Creed is a goddamn legend. I, you know what? One of the things that we're going to have to do, and we didn't do it today, there's so many episodes that are so good. There's but there's, but it's this is this is the thing about The Office that I thought was hysterical. You could watch an episode, and it could be, te- and I'm not going to say mediocre. But when you compare it to other episodes, it's a mediocre. Sure. But there's three minutes in it that is like the funniest scene of Absolutely. the office that you've ever seen. And you're like, okay, that just saved this episode. Every episode has that scene. And what's funny is because I really wanted to include my son Dylan in this because he, when I got him hooked on the show, I, it caught on like I didn't expect. Like he watches a show when he gets off duty and out of training or whatever it is. Um, on Netflix, he watches the show as much or probably more than I do. But I said, you know, hey, give me your top five. You know, I want to, you know, I want to do your list as well because obviously you're not here. You're out in Texas. And I tried to get him to call in, but he's like, no, he's, he's not having that. <laughs> he, he, he didn't want to. So whatever. So his first response to me was, I can't do top five. They're all great. I'm okay. Well, give me just. That's hard. Do this. Pick five that you make make you think of how much you laugh every time you see it. We experienced that last week, trying to pick a top five moments in uh, American history, trying yeah. to pick the top see, five moments. there you go. So yeah. same type of thing. All right. right. So let's jump in. I have my list, but I also have Dylan's list as well. Okay. Well, since Dylan is a guest, let Dylan go first. All right. 
You're first, Dylan. All right. Are we doing openings or episodes? Let's do openings. All right. Openings. These are the top five cold openings. Okay. Now, I will say these are in no particular order. It's impossible. Okay. These are the five that come to mind the most. Fair enough. First one, number five, Dwight's fire alarm. And instantly... Jesus, that's your number five? That... that, it's the order he gave me. That's that's, so, that's that's Dylan's. Yeah, it's just again. But these are in no particular order. How the fuck did you get promoted, Dylan? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Bad son, bitch. Right. Today, smoking is going to save lives. <laughs> yes. And how how <laughs> serious he took that to make everyone think that their lives were in danger with a burning building with smoke under the doors, hot fire, hot f- doors of the brilliant door handles. Brilliant. And then out of all of that, the one thing, that, two things that always get me the most in that scene is Angela throwing sprinkles, no, Bandit, saving, throwing the cat Bandit through the ceiling tiles only to fall through the other ceiling tile. Yeah. And then Kevin looting the snack machine. That was, that was classic. just the best. But yeah, Dwight's fire alarm is amazing. Now see, mine are actually ranked. From 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 five to one. I, actually, mine are, I couldn't rank mine either. Actually, mine are ranked from six to one. Uh, no, that's fine because I have a couple other ones in here as well. Uh, we're probably going to have some of the same here. Okay, go. Uh, my number six <laughs> this week. I got a top five plus one, and uh, the uh, marketing is going to get angry at me because this is supposed to be bonus content. But the, my number six was the injury <laughs> when Michael burned himself on the the griddle. And dude, when Dwight Not just a griddle, a foreman, a foreman griddle. griddle, yeah. He says, I like to wake up to the smell of bacon, but since I can't afford a butler. <laughs> he keeps and, it next to his bed. And <laughs> when, when, when Dwight got out of his Firebird with that concussion look on his face, and then he puked all over the rear window. Yes. And the guy in the wheelchair is like, something wrong with that guy. Yeah, yeah. I think they're talking about Michael. Or, no, the other guy. It looks like he's got a concussion. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that was just a cold opening, so that was my number six. Yep, that, that was that great. Was He's good. like, no, no, don't send Dwight. Can can yeah, can anybody but yeah. Dwight? What was the temp's name? Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Yep. Send, maybe, maybe Ryan come. You see him in the background. He's giving the whole no, no, I'm yeah. not here. And right. <laughs> All right. My number five was the DVD cube on the TV during the meeting. Oh, the, and the, oh, the logo was yes. bouncing, and they were waiting for it to get waiting for it to hit the corner, match in the corner, and. Michael kept taking that as like they were getting excited about what he was talking about, and then yeah, that I just it was so basic and simple. But <laughs> when it finally hit, and everybody cheered and went nuts, and Michael's like, "Yeah, this was a good meeting. Like, all right, good day, everyone." You know what I want to know? How long did they have to wait for that to hit the corner? Of uh, good question. Because I've never I've never seen it happen. I kind of want to go get an old DVD player and do it just to see if, just to if, see if just it happens. See. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So that was my five. All right, what's Dylan's number five? Four. <laughs> this is a another legendary one. The Morse Code with Jim and Pam when they're trying to convince Dwight that there's a bomb in the building. Yes. And then you see them, they're clicking their pen a certain way. Uh, Jim is tapping his keyboard a certain way, and it appears that Jim and, Dw- or Jim and Pam are doing Morse Code, and then Dwight is getting concerned because he's starting to understand what they're saying. And then in the side interview, Jim says, what, like we took all of our off time and our extra money to take a, co- uh, take a course on an ancient language, Morse code? And then he's like, yep, that's exactly what that's we exactly did. That's exactly what we so did. So they learned how to do Morse code <laughs> just to mess with Dwight. 
And then in the midst of all this clicking, then Dwight's gets pissed, so they stop clicking. And they start blinking their eyes. That was the best. And then Dwight says, "Detonator, Michael!" And then yeah. runs away. It was just awesome. <laughs> it was just so good. My number five, hardcore parkour. Oh yeah, I I, I have that on the <laughs> when list. When Andy too. says, when Andy says, "All right, all right, refrigerator, dumpster, three sixty backflip Double into the trash ga- can, gainer, <laughs> yeah." That son of a bitch just disappeared into the box. And then when Jim describes it, he says, "So parkour is a, is about getting from point A to point B <laughs> in a different way. As so so as technically, possible. they are succeeding at being idiots." Yeah, he was like, <laughs> "They're doing parkour if point A is delusion and point B is the emergency room." That's what he says. Yep. Yeah, that was great. Yep. Michael, so when Michael good. came off of the car and and Dwight was standing there with the camera waiting for him to flip, he's like, "No, no, point the camera, point point it a different direction, point yeah. a different direction." Andy and Dwight are playing leapfrog, waiting yes. for the elevator. Yes. So freaking good. Um, all right, my number four. Yes. Is Dwight gives birth to a watermelon. When they're preparing for Jan's baby. Yes. Michael's convinced that he's going to be part of the delivery. Yes. And he is, Dwight is carrying around a watermelon underneath an, a, an apron. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Just so Michael is prepared to how to deal with when a baby comes out and they've put baby oil all over the watermelon because babies are slippery. And then he says, I'm crowning. And he says, I've, my water's broke. And he, he, it's that whole sequence is just hilarious. It is a very, very good. And then what happens at the very end? Michael drops the watermelon on the floor and breaks it wide open. Well, as, 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 like, as Michael should. He's like, what the hell, Dwight? Says, well, I put baby oil on it because babies are slippery. <laughs> and then it goes to credits. It was just awesome. My number four was, oh, no, is, is it Dylan? Dylan. Dylan is number f- now is up next. Number three for Dylan. Yeah, because I had six. Well, I cheated. I kind of teased it in the beginning. It's Brittany, bitch. <laughs> and then when he rolls up, I think it's a season premiere. Honestly, was when the season three starts. He pulls up and he's got the top down on his convertible and he's got the sunglasses and he pulls up to the camera, looks dead serious. It's, it's Brittany, bitch. And then he goes to park, parallel park. He says, I don't think I'm going to make this one. He's banging into the cars, and then he wedges it in between. It's just it's gold. It is gold. It's so good. My number four was Kevin's Chili. Uh, yep, I had that <laughs> one. I, okay, we'll just – I had that as my, my next one anyway, so and you, good you call. Could, you could tell it was slapstick the way he was trying to pick it up, but the way he was walking in with it, and he's like, I, I do Convincing. this. Convincing. I do this, and it's a family – oh, and it just falls all over the floor. The secret is to undercook the undercook onions. Undercook the onions. Let everyone get to know each, each other, other in, in the, the pot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the part that I found hysterical was that he went over and got like this basket off of Pam's desk with all these forms in it, and he's just—he's trying to scoop it yes, in with the binders. Yes, yeah, it's you know because he spent the past twenty-four hours cooking this giant oh. vat of chili. Is it wrong that I would probably still would have ate that chili? No, no I not really because so, it looks really good. The chili did look good. I will say that. So yeah, that was my same one anyway. So uh, then we get to Dylan's number two. The KGB slap. Oh, my God, yes. The KGB waits for no one. Yes. And then he smacks him. Knock, knock. Who is there? Yeah, the KGB. KGB smacks. He smacks Michael, and he gets all pissed. Like, what the hell, man? He goes, no, it was just, it was a good joke. He got caught up in it. And then they're arguing, and then Michael's like, no more knock-knock jokes. No more knock-knock jokes. <laughs> and then Jim swivels <laughs> over and says, ding-dong. Ding-dong. <laughs> and then Michael gets all excited yeah. like a little kid. He's like, oh. Uh, he goes, Dwight, answer it. <laughs> he goes, I'm not going to answer it. And he just keeps going, ding-dong. 
<laughs> and then he slaps Dwight right in the face. He's like, KGB waits for no one. And then you think he's going to get pissed. He looks at the camera and says, it's true. It's true. It's Which is a super popular gif I use all the time. It's true. It's true. That is a good one. Good call, Dylan. My number three was Toby the Silent Killer. <laughs> if I was locked in a room with a gun and two bullets with Osama bin Laden and Hassan Hussein and Toby... I would shoot Toby twice. Yes. And they go through that whole thing where they t- where Dwight says, no, no, you can do it with one bullet and you can shoot him through yes. the neck. Side to side. They lay- line up the necks yes. and they're like aiming and their heads back Stanley, like they're getting shot. Stanley says something and Jim goes, C- come on, Stanley, take this seriously. This is for real. <laughs> this isn't a joke. <laughs> He's walking around and he was pissed at Toby because Toby had all the radon detectors. Yes. And he was throwing away. So first, I thought it was an ant trap. And the third time, it was just out of spite. Right. <laughs> he throws in the garbage. <laughs> I just That was one thing on this show that I loved was Michael's utter hate for Toby. Unjustified, uh, just totally. Well, no, it was it was totally justified because Toby would tell him he couldn't do stuff, and Michael I, was like, "I'm the boss, and I should be able to do what I want." But the level that he hated oh, he Toby, despised him, was just it just made it so funny. That, he, it, that was abs- the best part. Absolutely. Like there was one meeting they're having, and Toby said something. He's like, "You know what? You're just a thief of joy." <laughs> just yes, he hated Toby, which was hilarious. It was funny. All right, so that brings me back to Dylan's number one. Your number one. Oh my! Oh no! Your number, my number, number two. two. You're right. Sorry, we got a little sidetracked. Sorry, guys. We get con- extra, we get confused. Well, yeah, you threw in extra numbers. I did. I I I fucked us up. It's your fault. It always is. My number two, Jim's faxes from the future to Dwight. Oh my God, those were so good. It was the fact that he was telling someone was going to drink poisonous coffee, and then he slaps the coffee out of Stanley's hands. It's because D- Dwight on this show made everything like you. Totally looked at him, and you knew that he believed everything that he said. Yeah, and goddamn you for if you think otherwise. And that—that's what made Dwight such a good character. He believed freaking everything that he said. He did to the T. He did the Battle of Shroot Farms, which it's not on this list, but it's—it's it's just when they're on the Gettysburg tour. Yes, it's like yeah. Well, what do you guys know about the Battle of Shroot Farms? It's just everything he said was just great, crazy but great. Yes, for sure. So Dylan's number one. Number one, and he texted me late this afternoon. He, cha- he this was okay. This was like a last minute substitution. The Holy Grail search with Dwight. That was really good. That was in the later season. I think it was season eight. Yeah, it and was. He was in Philadelphia. In yep. No, season nine actually. He was in Philadelphia with Daryl. With Daryl and Pam had called him and said, "Hey, did you send Dwight on a search for the Holy Grail?" And this was set years and years ago, and Dwight found it on accident in the file cabinet. And then Jim was like, oh, my God, yes, I did. And it was from a long time ago. And he left clues all over the office that were supposedly left from the a founder of Dunder Mifflin. And it led the it just led to all these crazy cl- And then all of a sudden, before you know it, everybody in the office is in the search. Yes. And, they, that, and that's what made it so awesome. And it ends with them tearing apart the warehouse Papers everywhere, shelves down, everything, trying to find this Holy Grail. And Jim didn't remember if there was really a Holy Grail or not. And you get a pan over, and one of the office guys is dimping Dunkin' Donut. Or yes. He's dunking his he's donut in it. In like a fake Holy Grail. Yep. And he looks at the camera like, what the hell are you looking at? <laughs> so I thought that was a very, very good last-minute substitution for number very good. one. So my number two was Toby's back. Yeah. 
Still a popular gift, too. No! No, no, no God, no no no, no! 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 And the part that I thought was so funny about that was they were having just a little party, and you got, um, damn it, Ryan and... Um, Kelly, Kelly, Ryan and Kelly, and he goes, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna take two, <laughs> two of the of the brownies, right?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'll just go back there." And he goes, "No, ooh, you don't know yet." Once for Toby, and yeah. he's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, that's that's a funny joke. And then Jim's like, "Well, maybe you should go back to the annex and find out." Oh yeah, Jim, you got me. Good joke. You got me go back to the annex. Real funny. No, no, God, no, no. <laughs> and it, and it just ends with him in mid scream. Yeah, uh, it was great. Yep, it was great. It was uh. God, there's just there's so many. There is. You could do all of them, honestly. You really could. Um, mine that I had for number one was identity theft. When Jim comes in dressed as Dwight, so fucking it, incredible. And he said he bought the whole ensemble for like five bucks. Yes. <laughs> mustard shirt, mustard tie, set of glasses, and he parted his hair in the middle. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Yep. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. Millions of (laughs) families suffer every year. And then Jim stands up or sits down. He leans back and goes, Michael. And then Dwight does his same, the way he yells for Michael every time. It's just, it's so good. My number one, because you're out at this point, right? You had five? Yep. My number one one was the fire drill. And this is why. Justifiably. They take the copier and they're ramming it into the door. Michael is taking a chair and trying to throw it through the window. Oscar is climbing through the drop the ceiling. ceiling. Um, Only to drop in in another room. Not even... Oh, it's the same room. He makes it to Pam's desk and falls. Yeah. It, uh, you've got... You've got... Um, Angela, save me. He's like, you wait too much. You say, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just absolute chaos. And it was so fucking funny. And again... Kevin looting the candy machine was the icing on the cake. Busting it with it open with the glass open with a chair, only to take all the candy out of it. Icing on the cake. Awesome. All right, so I'm gonna take this moment to throw some shout outs. Do it. Our buddy Aaron Slavic. Yep. Good Bears, old Aaron. Beats Battlestar Galactica. Yep. That was his funny. Uh, that was his funniest moment. The I used to watch this podcast. Jim spraying Dwight with water to prevent him from falling asleep when he had a concussion. Yep. That was great. Yep. This one I always thought was funny. Uh, Colby Mac on Twitter. Did I stutter? When Stanley says, did I stutter? Right. The look on Stanley's face, holy shit, I would have sat down. The only time in the whole series where he got like that. Yeah. One time. One time. That one episode. Uh, And Richard's favorite moment, uh, esteemed colleague, a lawyer, historian, congressional uh, theorist, popular guy thing. Smartest guy in the show. Uh, Pam saying goodbye to Michael. See, heart wrenching. It, 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 it breaks my heart terrible. every time I see it. it. It's it's rough. It like, is legitimately well up every time that's. It, and a lot of times when that happens, I will fast forward it to the next episode. Yeah, because it's. Just I, I watch it rough. because it is such a good episode. But that being said, like before we get into our top five episodes, I will say, as far as the way we picked our episodes were the ones that stand out as the funniest. I will say, Jim and Pam's wedding. Best TV wedding in history over the royal wedding. Again, screw England. Well, who cares about the royal yeah, wedding? exactly. I, st- I never have understood it, but whatever. Best TV wedding ever. That whole episode, those two episodes are fantastic. It's just amazing. Uh, yes. In the finale, the office finale is, in my opinion, the best finale of a show I've ever seen just ahead of Cheers. Barely. 
Cheers was that good. Cheers was damn good. Sam Malone looking up at the door saying, yep. sorry, we're closed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think uh, God, I think I the secret to life is uh, comfortable <laughs> shoes. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> what, Cliff? <laughs> when, when Sam looked up at the window and said, I'm sorry, we're closed, and yeah. then the show ended, that was, again, gut-wrenching. But yeah, the, it was. the office, it tied up everything perfectly. Everybody on that show got a send-off in a great way. Yes. And it was, it's just amazing. Yeah. We might we might end up talking about that again later. If we could. Uh, you want me to go first or you want to go first for the top five episodes? Or does Dylan have a top five list? He's got a top five. All right. All right. Well, I guess we'll let the uh, infantry guy go first. Yeah, I guess. They always do. They always. <laughs> Good job, sir. <laughs> His uh, was the duel. Andy and Dwight. It's a good one. For Angela. Yeah. It's, I mean, come out and face me like a man. And then he rolls in with a Prius <laughs> and pins him against and, the bushes. And um, I'm so bad with the names. And Oscar. Oscar is like, oh, 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 look at that. Why can't he hear him? It's a Prius. The electric motors, the engine doesn't yeah. kick until he, after five miles an hour. And somebody goes, it's silent. Good move. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then when uh, Jim runs out thinking Dwight's legitimately injured, he says, Dwight, are you okay? Are your legs broken? He says, no, but it's starting to tingle a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's just little things like that that just made it hilarious. The duel was very good. Dude, this Voodoo Ranger beer is making me burp. Yeah, it makes me burp, too, but it's really good. Yeah, It's, it's really definitely st- worth having, it's too. It's really strong, too. It is, and that's what you drink beer for. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just for the advertisements. Oh. Duh. Yeah. Uh, call us New Belgium. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, you're number five? My number five was the games. Oh, the yeah. when they went to the island to find out who's going to get Michael's job. The beach party, and nobody gave a shit until they found out they were going to get Michael's job. Voldemort, <laughs> yes. Voldemort. Yeah, and then Michael was getting all pissed at this, the hot dog eating contest. Yeah, there's you know what? There's a couple reasons why I really like this game or this movie or episode, whatever the fuck we're talking about I right got now. You. This episode, the first one was the fact that Michael felt like. He had the power to choose sure. who was going to, right? That, that cracked me up. The second that was that nobody gave a shit about anything until they found out they were going to have something to gain. The third one was this was the first episode where Pam stood up for herself With at the, the end. Which was awesome. Which I thought really developed her character greatly. But there were so many little stupid things, like when Jim was messing with um, Rashida Jones, Karen, yep. when she was carrying the egg. Um, and... Uh, Ryan, when Jim or God damn it, Dwight was telling Ryan, "You're no, Ron." He's like, "Look, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore. If you don't, help. I'm just I'm just trying to motivate you. No, you're upsetting me. I'm just trying to just right. so many little things. And then of course, Andy just floating away. Best part of and the episode <laughs> when he's it's they nighttime. Turn, they turn the lights the off moon. his ass. They turn the lights off his ass when he's trying to tell him who he was. And you just hear him out. Literally, a guy in a suit, in a sumo suit, floating in the middle of the lake, yelling, Hello? Anybody? And who was it when uh, Stanley was doing the sumo wrestling? I think it was Jim. Jim. He says, I have never seen that look in anybody's face ever. Yep. <laughs> so good. Um, all right. My number five, we've already, we, we've already talked about, it, was the Foreman Grill episode. The whole thing. The whole thing was when absolutely hysterical. When he comes hysterical. in with bubble wrap wrapped around, <laughs> bubble wrap wrapped on his foot, he's got... <laughs> Crutches. He's got his dress shirt on, untucked. He's got sweats. I mean, it was so crazy, but it was Michael. 
It was to a T. To a T. And it was perfect. Uh, I, I love the line in the opening too when they're like, "Well, what about the girl that you were dating? I, I made I made her up. Somebody come get me." It was I, I lied I mean, about yeah, it. Just there is no one. There is no one from HR. Just anybody come get but me. Dwight. Anybody but Dwight. No, don't send Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, all right. Back to Dylan's number four was the performance review. Good one. Where Kelly sabotages their scores. Yes. And then you have the whole butt liquor scene. Yes. My country built this, sir. Or my family built this country, sir. <laughs> and it was that whole episode where the fi- the, you got the rare instance where Jim and Dwight were teaming up, mm-hmm. which was fun to watch. That just a it very, was. very funny episode. It was very good. Okay, your number four. My number four was the deposition, and that was the one With where Jan. Jan had her suit against the. Oh yeah. And it was <laughs> the thing that made it so funny to me was when he was um, in the deposition and he would be like, I'd like to have that stricken from the record. And uh, I'm sorry. And he kept, he just kept acting like he knew what he was talking about. Yes. And and I can't remember. And I watched these all last night so that I could talk about it. And my problem is that it goes one ear, not the other. Right. When he was saying things and he was using the wrong words. But the way he was at the end of that episode, when he's like, you, you expect your company to screw you. You don't expect your girlfriend to screw you. And right. he's had that look on his face. And he tells he tells Amiga, who was the, the owner, the boss man? David Wallace. David Wallace. He goes, you know what, David? You're a nice guy too. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, thanks, Michael. Above all that, he yeah. still yeah. was we, loyal to his company. And it was it wasn't necessarily a, an episode to me that was like super funny. It was just to me it was super good character development for lots of people, including Toby. They gave right. good character development to Toby in that one. He walks up and he sits down next to Toby and he's eating. He's like, can I sit to you? He talks to him. And Toby's like, you know what? I know how you're feeling. You know, my my parents were divorced, and Michael just looked at him and just pushed his lunch off the table and got up and walked away. <laughs> that yes. <laughs> Plus, for me, anything with Jan, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, she, she was, was smoking hot. She, well, not only that, she was just she a really is good actress. Just smoking hot on that show. Yeah. Um. All right, my number four. <laughs> I laugh thinking about it. Prison Mike. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. When he tries to convince. He plays this ridiculous character in a meeting because they actually, that was the merger when they had the people come over from um, Dunder Mifflin, not Scranton, but Connecticut. Connecticut, yes. Come over, and one of the guys had been to a The black guy. The black guy had been to a white white collar prison. Right, white collar prison. It was money related. Yeah. And Dwight is trying to tempt him into stealing by putting 20s in his back pocket in leaning his ass over inadvertently to try and wait for him to steal him. And Mike Mike came out dressed out like every stereotype of every race that's ever been in prison. Hispanic, black, white. Oh my he god. He puts it was on so a blue funny. bandana and says, I'm prison Mike. Yeah. And he was like the worst part of prison? The Dementors. The Dementors. <laughs> what, what the hell is it's it's just so good. It really, really is. So that was number four. Prison okay. Mike. So Dylan's number three. Number three. Which arguably could have been number one, the golden ticket, the Willy Wonka episode. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> I mean, dressed as Willy Wonka, puts five golden tickets in five boxes of paper that are, you know, hundreds or thousands of boxes going out to different places, but five tickets end up at the same customer, which is their biggest customer. Their biggest customer. And, and it, it no- just mayhem, like, panic like this is going to ruin the company's well, going to lose a shitload of money it's because he didn't put on the tickets they can't be combined yeah so they were basically going to get 100 percent off and jim verified it on the phone oh so it doesn't say that oh well all right then all right then Good for you <laughs> and then 
Michael trying to convince Dwight to take the fall for him. That was his idea. It ended up being a great idea. And then Mike's pissed at Dwight. Yeah, no, no, this was my idea. Because he's getting all, all the credits going to Dwight. It's uh, That it was, was just, great. It was just so good. So, again. And you know what? That's one reason you love Michael. You love the character. Crazy. He was, he was a great guy. He was an asshole. He was inconsiderate. He wasn't he was really a, an asshole. He was just a dumbass. He, he was the most considerate person in the world. No, he would like in that episode. I consider him an asshole because he asked somebody to do something for him. He did it. Didn't work out the way he wanted to. And all of a sudden, oh no, I did it. Or it was my idea. In other instances where he wanted to take the fall for him, and yeah, it just but still, just crazy. Uh, number three, right? Yep. Casino night. Yeah, good one. Casino I just night. watched that one yesterday. Actually, yeah. Um, you know what? The <laughs> again, Jan. Yeah. Oh, Jan. <laughs> just Jan. More Jan. <laughs> Amy, Amy, I think Mike's trying to say something here. Amy likes Jan, too. Oh, Amy does? How could um, you not? So many things in this one that cracked me up. Um, he had Dwight on lookout for him. Yes. To find to tell them a Pam. Because he had and, both and, girlfriends and, coming. Yeah, and all he did, all he did was for code was switch the first letter, like basically pig Latin. Yeah. And then Dwight's like after he's been talking to Pam for or to to Jan Pam. for five minutes. I've been talking to Jan for five minutes. He walks up, Jan's here. That shit. Kevin, I won the World Series of Unlimited. He goes on for like 30 seconds describing because I I am really good. And then he loses to Phyllis and he's like, I really suck. Yep. And the best part was Creed stealing all the chips. And winning that refrigerator, and he walks up. He goes, thanks. I've never owned a refrigerator before. <laughs> Creed, to me, was such a good character because he was so underutilized, but that made him that much better. Every time you saw him, it was amazing. Too much of Creed, it probably would have worn out. But they sprinkled him in throughout seasons, and whatever he did or whenever he said something, it was gold. The episode when Michael was going to fire Creed, and Creed's oh. like, no, you're not. No, we got to stick together, man. Yeah, we yeah, until he fires somebody else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he does. He talks Michael into firing yes. the other guy. It's so good. It really was. All right. You're and then three. to add that on to that, they bring that guy back in the final episode. Yes, they do. Because Creed gets arrested. Yes. For <laughs> oddly enough, for assuming someone else's identity, but he was guilty of a whole bunch of other drug and money crimes. Like back in Woodstock. So days. they br- in the last episode of season nine, they bring back the guy they fired in season one. It was just cool. It really was. All right. Um, my number three was the garage sale in the great, warehouse. Great episode. Magic Beans. Great episode. Magic Beans. How Dwight is going to start with a thumbtack and trade his way all the way up to the best thing, which was like a $1,000 telescope, but Jim is laying out these beans on purpose, making them seem like they're magic beans, and then, of course, Dwight buys it and ends up we, with it. We could do a show on just the top five pranks that Mike put, that J- Jim pulled on Dwight. Epic. Uh, Just awesome. That episode is special to me because that was a fantastic episode with Michael and Holly. That that really went together well. The way they worked that whole thing into the him walking with all the candles and proposing to Holly. Right. Garage sale. That was just... There was a... To get a little bit off topic, but with the pranks and stuff, when I worked in the dealership business back up in Michigan, I lived for that kind of shit. Like, there was a guy that sat next to me who was total goofball. I'll never forget it. His name was Chuck. And I loved messing with him because he was such a doofus. One morning he came in. We sat right across the hall or the walkway from the popcorn machine. I literally, his entire desk, I filled with popcorn. Every drawer. When you open the drawer, it was perfectly level and it was all popcorn. Like popcorn, popcorn or shipping popcorn? Popped popcorn. Cooked popcorn. That's badass. Fresh. 
popcorn. That's badass. He was so pissed. He didn't talk to me for weeks. Um, I, I just that's I think that's just another reason why I like Jim so much and all the shit that he did because I did that kind of shit to people and it was so much fun. Um, another one I did, which we hired in together. Her name was Mika. She's super cool, and we got to be really good friends. She, when she first hired in, she had this brand new set, this office set. There was a stapler, business card holder, um, paper clip, like all this set. It was all the seven dwarves. I'll never forget it. I stole Dopey, which was the business card holder, and it was an actual figure. Kidnapped him, took pictures in different scenarios, and emailed it under a fake email. Oh, my Lord. Like, if you don't leave me two bags of M&Ms in the popcorn machine and then walk away, Dopey gets it. And I would put, like, a little fake bandana with red Sharpie, like, blood with a fake gun to his head. Like, this is what's going to happen. Dopey's <laughs> going to get it if you don't comply. <laughs> this went on for, like, a week. And to this day, she'll bring it up because it was so drawn out, and I did it for so long. <laughs> and it ended with me saying, okay, you know, to get him back, you're going to have to leave two bags, of, I think it was peanut M&Ms, at the popcorn machine. And I did. I put it in the popcorn machine, and then she found out it was me. And, like, this was years and years ago, but, like, she'll still mention it. That's incredible. And then my... F- favorite one my crowning achievement was she made the mistake of telling me that she was deathly scared of clowns oh shit and their family had a huge halloween party every year yeah guess what i put way too much time and effort into a clown costume oh my god a killer clown oh nice so much so the apron was bloody with her names written out in blood show up to the house her sister twin sister misty opens up the door and looks at me and goes holy shit She's in the garage. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm in. Let's go. And I never... You know, everyone always jokes. I almost pissed myself. I thought she pissed herself because I came running in charging at her. So the pranks are awesome because I love doing them. They are fun. Right? I love them. Especially when they work. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Okay. Back back to our regularly scheduled I don't program. even remember where we were. Is it Dylan's number two? Uh, it is Dylan's number two. The mafia insurance guy. <laughs> Which was the same guy that played in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. As the hitman. Yes, he was. Yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. He and he always plays that same role. Yeah, he does. Uh he's yeah. he's funny. That was great. <laughs> Just the The best part about that episode is the shitty advice that Michael was being given by Dwight and Andy. Yes. To to figure out like like these two know what you need to do. It, it's it was great. It was great. That was fantastic. My number two, you brought it up earlier, was the dinner party. It's just uncomfortable. It's such a hard episode to watch. But first of all, Jan is she is brilliant in that episode. She she absolutely crushes what she did. But it's the little stupid subtle things in that episode that make it good. And it's in my top five wasn't about the funniest. My top five was about what I thought were the best episodes. Right. Excuse me. The character development of of Dwight and Andy and Angela. And Jim and Pam in that episode were hysterical. Like right. Jim, Jim was going to bail on Pam. Uh, my place is on my place is uh, a flooding, and Pam goes. But Pam comes right yeah, back. Yeah, you can you can buy new stuff. Michael's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. Um, he hits on them. You can see what a what a what a how financially strapped they are. You guys want to? And Jim just looks at Michael and he goes, "Are you really asking us to invest in your girlfriend's business?" There was just so many things. It's uncomfortable. It is. It's a, it's super uncomfortable. You know what's not uncomfortable though? What? Jan. Jan. <laughs> just saying. When she throws that Dundee 
and hits that plasma TV and he flips right the fuck out. What was it? A, a, a 14 inch plasma? It was like a 14 inch plasma. Tiny t- plasma. And he tells her, Good luck replacing that on your $0 a year <laughs> salary. And she gets pissed and walks away. And then after he leaves and he's with Dwight. Dwight pulls up to a bus stop. The woman he brought's waiting on the bus because he ditched her. Yep. Um, and and all it's, that stuff. But but at the end, Pam, Pam, Jan trying to put the Dundee back together with the super glue. Jan. Watching the TV. Jan. Yeah. It just that that episode was there was so many things about it and it was super uncomfortable to watch. But it that, is. That fucking song that they kept listening to over and was over. horrible. And yet, after I watched that episode last night, I could not get that piece of shit out of my head. No, and you know who loved that song? Jan. 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 <laughs> Jan. <laughs> All right. Um, my number two, which I literally could watch on a loop and still laugh every single time. In fact, it it should have been my number one, but my number one is for good reason. So my number two is Murder in Savannah. There's been a murder in, in Savannah. Savannah. <laughs> and he makes, uh, was it Angela plays the witch doctor, Voodoo Mama Juju? Yes. <laughs> she wants no part of it because this <laughs> sounds all. dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, the company's so strapped and they're waiting here if they're even going to go under, go bankrupt. So Michael decides to play this murder mystery dinner party. And Jim is more concerned about finding out what's really going on, so he's totally against this, the whole thing, but Michael just presses on, and finally he snaps at Jim and says, look, everyone's on edge. Every I know everyone's where they're That's why they need this game. And he just insists, which was cool, because, again, it goes to show that how through all the stupidness and craziness, Michael's probably the best boss ever because he, cared he, about his employees he cares about his employees like they're legitimately family, and that that's come up in a few episodes. And even Toby's like, but Michael, they're not family. This is business. And they're like, no. But in this episode, it's more clear in the way this game goes on and on to the f- point where they recreate the crime scene and Meredith is on the ground. There's the red yarn, like blood, like bullet uh, paths, and they've got the pasta on the ground behind her. Oh, yeah, that's my brains. Like they go so overboard on how in depth this episode is, but it's so funny. And it ends with that fake standoff between Andy, Michael, Dwight, and then they show Pam when they got the fake guns pointed at everyone. And then they show Pam last. She's like, I'm not going down for this. Yeah. <laughs> and Jim walks in. He's like, seriously? It's 6 o'clock. <laughs> Start the car. The keys are in my purse. And she backs away, aiming her fake guns, and then they run out of the scene. That's a, that is a great episode. I crack up at that episode every time I watch it. And that's my go-to for, like, at night. Like, if I'm going to fall asleep in a good mood, laughing like I do every single night, that episode is on. Nice. Love it. That's a good one. I'm not going down for this. I can hear Dylan laughing right now thinking about <laughs> it. She's wearing those white lace gloves. Yes. Yeah, so good. Good call. All right. Um, your number one? What's Dylan's number one? Dylan's number one is the same as my number one. So we'll tie this up together. The banker. That's what I thought it was, yes. Because in this episode, you get the best of The Office, basically, up to that point in, in the series. Yep. It's just clips. Basically what it is, the the Dunder Mifflin is in the process of being bought by Sabre. It's before that whole transition happens, and this banker comes in to show that they're financially viable for this new company to buy. So Michael puts on a dog and pony show that, yeah, it, like they fake Computron, which is Dwight on the speakerphone, like it's supposed to be an AI computer. 
and you just hear him, you know, rambling off these bullshit answers, and then uh, Michael's on a segue. Yes. Trying to make, and then Ryan, hey, good news. We're now the paper supplier of the NFL. He goes, that's good, but keep trying. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's good, but keep trying. But throughout the episode, this guy's asking Toby questions about the episode or about the company. And then you get a whole flashback series of the craziest moments of the series. And it's it's awesome because everything you see is like the high points of that whole whole show and the craziness that's happened. And it's just it's fun to watch every of single time. Is. Of course it is. So it's a valid number one. You know what my number one is? You want to take a guess? Um, dinner party? No, dinner party was number two. Um, <laughs> now what? There's just too many. Threat level midnight. Okay. Go ahead, because I, I want to expand on this. That, that episode, to me, was... Everything to that show was about. It was about the ignorance and the idiotness and the disdain for each other. And then it turned right around to be the love for each other and the just lightheartedness and the camaraderie. Um, everybody did that, hoping to make fun of Michael. And in the end, they they were like, you know, picking him up on their shoulders and carrying him off the field like it was Rudy or something. Right. And <clears throat> Rudy was offsides, by the way. Rudy was offsides. Um, it, just that show embodied the way that it was, and I, they were building it up to where Michael was leaving and all that stuff with him and Holly and everything. Right. But it was, and and not to mention, it was just fucking funny. It right. was just funny. The stupid shit that they were saying, um, and, and they keep looking at each other and telling the little things as they were talking. It was just, I, 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 that's the one I could watch on a loop. In the fact that Threat Level Midnight had been referenced numerous times throughout oh, the beginning yes. of the series because it started with he just in passing mentions it. You know, I have an idea for you know for a movie. It's called Threat Level Midnight. He's got a script a script. And it's just it's mentioned here and there. And then it finally happens with an episode showing that they made the movie and it was pretty good. I had a list of these that I watched. I had I had ten episodes and I tried to watch them and I've been so crazy with work that I haven't been able to focus on them. This was the only one that I did not get to rewatch. If I remember correctly, there's a scene on that where he skates on the ice. Yes. And they say how they ruined the championship game and the team had to forfeit. Yep. I cry laughing every time that they say that. Yeah, I, because just so Steve Carell funny. in real life can skate. Oh, he's I a mean, good hockey player. He's a hockey player. Yeah. He, he's played hockey, which makes this show legitimate in my eyes. Um, <laughs> but and there's another episode where they take Kevin out where he's waiting to get his results back from skin cancer on Michael's birthday, which pissed him off. So they go to an ice rink, and he's in full hockey gear, and he's dude can skate. He's yeah, legit. but it just cracked me up that to make this movie, they went out and they ruined a championship game for a youth or a high school hockey team. Yes. He's like, yeah, they had to forfeit. To, he, to make this, this bullshit yeah, movie. And he's got this look on his face, like, I really don't give a shit. They, right. they lost, but I don't care. That just, it just... I, I love the premise of that show and then the and then the and then the movie itself is hysterical. Absolutely. And it's it's funny you say that because there's been rumblings for the better part of the past couple of years of this show coming back somehow or a not a reboot but a, a I don't even know what's the word when you bring a when reunion. You, reunion or um you know just they re, a revival when, when they revive the show. I can't take credit for cuz I saw it online and I thought it was brilliant when I read it. The way to bring back this show is to do a 10-episode Threat Level Midnight. It would be hysterical. But in the process of that, it's those characters doing that 
but having the actual office characters break characters every now and then and just somewhat mention kind of like a, in a Deadpool fashion like we're really doing this or or something some to, to that extent lazy writing right i mean without necessarily looking at the camera and saying that maybe do each other or somehow i think that would be great like if you were to bring back and do threat level midnight i i think it would be great i think it'd be uh, worth it really, seeing it really would and i know people would watch it of course they would absolutely it's the office the only person holding it back is steve carell god damn it well he's busy well you know what get someone else to run it like jan <laughs> Are we going to have to do a top five Jan moments More episode Jan- at well, some point? Number one is the new boobs. <laughs> I mean, let's come on. When he no says other the, moment ha- matters. When he says in the when he says in the deposition, I like to call them the twins. I'm I'm sorry. The twins. I'm sorry, uh, Miss. What are you What are you talking about? Oh, um, um, um. <laughs> he, like he he caught himself. Like, yeah. Oh, shit. Why did yeah, I say I, that? Why did I say that? Yeah. That deposition. You're right. Was hilarious. So yeah, that that's our our office list. That, I love that show. Yeah, it's a it's, great show. And obviously, a lot of other. It's the number one most watched show on Netflix. Yeah, still to this day. And the show ended what eight seven years ago? Uh, quite a eight few. Year, I mean, it it, it, it ended a while ago. Yeah. And it's still the most watched show on Netflix. Yes, it is. So, and I mean that that's impressive. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I got one thing. I'm gonna. I got one thing. I'm gonna plug. I'm gonna push. Of course, obviously. You can always hit us up on Twitter. We love to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Give us show ideas, things you want, um, things that you want us to talk about, uh, things that you don't want us to talk about. Tell us what you didn't like, what you do like. Uh, We love interacting with you guys. Suggestions. Yeah, suggestions. Um, uh, To top5forfighting.com, at top5forfighting on Twitter, uh, top5forfighting on Facebook. I'm at gbishop72. Mike is at putty2773. uh, here's the big one I'm going to talk to you about this week. Uh, last week we opened up our merchandise store. Uh, we're not we're not pissed off if you don't buy stuff, but we got T-shirts and all kinds of stuff that if you'd like to support us in some way that helps. Uh, our Patreon page is live. We have several different membership tiers. If you just want to be nice to us and give us a buck, or if you'd like to hear some of this kick-ass bonus content that we're going to be putting together, we're going to be doing some fun things. Um, uh, we could certainly use your help. You heard the commercial in the middle, uh, so I'm just re- reiterating that. But Not for nothing. The shirts are cool. They are. And we got lots of different stuff, and we're going to have lots of different designs and different things. And, uh, you know what Phil's most excited for? The, the dog bandana? The dog bandana and the grilling apron. I, I love it. The grilling That's... apron The grilling apron is a limited item. Yeah. It will only be around for six or seven years. Um, I'm just kidding. It, it's, uh, it, it has a special logo on it. Um, but, you know, if you guys could support us, we'd really appreciate it. We love the fact that you listen to us. And if you don't do anything and you continue to listen to us, that's all we can ask. We certainly appreciate it. Um, More suggestions, though. If there's a list you want to hear, if yeah. there's something you want us to talk about, or something you hated that we talked about or never want to hear it talk about, just tell us. Just, just let us know. We'll read it. We'll, I mean, m- more you makes the show better. I agree. I think that's really all I got, buddy. Yeah, I think so. You finally got to do your office on the landmark 20th episode. Landmark. landmark. You know what we should just do? We should just do uh, multiples of 20. We'll do office stuff. Sure. How does that sound good? So I'll see you in three and a half months. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Actually, I guess it's four months. I guess it's five months. Could be. It could be something. I don't know what the hell. I'm mm, Math, I'm math suck is, at it. Yeah. Um, math isn't my favorite. Yeah, that's why I'm always broke. So, yeah. Um, it's been a pleasure as always, my friend. Hey, Greg. Hey, Mike. You want to know how fat my mom is? How fat's your mom, Mike? She's so fat. When she went to the beach, all the whales started singing We Are Family.
<laughs> See you next week. I'll be the same, baby. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Run! Go! Get to the chopper!